listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. My man's told me I was in the rear set of those who made it to the other side. Truth be told, I don't really know if I'm in there yet. The higher I go, all I'm seeing is stair steps. I never end the cycle if you ain't aware yet. I'm like, slow your roll. My capacity's at an overload. I know my lane. I know the ledge. I know the road. That other bullshit's kind of low on the totem pole. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're live on a rainy Sunday morning here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, it's been raining for the past, what, 48 hours. Yeah, I guess our Aunt Flo is in town. Um, <laughs> and she is letting everyone have it. Uh, but yeah, live from the eye of the hurricane. It's the only niggas, the realest niggas in podcasting giving you these hurricane bars. And we also got, uh, actually, it's just barely storming here. It's just raining. raining. It's not even storming. That's all it's been doing. Yeah, it was a little windy last night. It got a little chilly, guys. The most. You go grab your jacket. Uh, But we have a guest here today um, who is no stranger to the show. He was voted a favorite guest uh, when we used to do the award shows before we start doing five episodes a week and it got too much oh um, right right it is a lot y'all but uh we got my man chris lambert here comedian actor uh, uh star of stage and theater yeah stage and theater uh also um has his own podcast the mundane festival podcast um and uh every time i look up man he's always booked and busy and he will be at the live show mm-hmm. giving you niggas 25 to 30 minutes of hot heat fire so make sure you there on time okay if you walk in late and you miss it that's your fault that's your fault have your yeah. ass there on time i mean that, that, he's bringing this he's bringing a spice i mean they the it's people. gonna be really it's gonna be really problematic it's gonna be very problematic <laughs> yes, we're you. talking rape <laughs> jokes we're talking all lives matter we're talking uh louis ck defenses okay you gonna want to be here for this <laughs> if you if you late that's your fault the the white folks at the theater was like hey we know when comedians come they get very funny and they don't like people walking around like when they come in so we were nice enough to be like you know what we let we allow y'all to be a little late but you know um, it's one of the things where we like hey should we allow them to come in late for chris but we was like you know what not even for chris i told him even if it's for us though i just want people to be able yeah. to get in um because i'd rather you see 30 minutes of the show than none <laughs> i mean you did spend money um and we could probably make that into something funny but anyway that's that the, that's not but all besides the point just be there on time because chris is funny and you're gonna want to see the whole thing um and uh like honestly chris has worked the price of admission by himself he so is he, he really is be checking him out man chris, stop trying to make me stop trying to make me cry at the top of the show oh, oh i'm sorry no. man i mean you you are you're you're very funny we had it we got a chance to see you a few Thank years you. ago live and it was literally worth it so for those of you was like i'm coming i'm ready to see rod and karen you should also be ready to see chris yeah it's, it's kind of a treat for me to me be too. Honest. Like I'll be backstage. Yeah, but we can still hear I'm, it. I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to hear and see Chris uh do 30 minutes. Like it's it's worth it for that. We we almost don't need an audience. I, I would have just done it just to be like, oh shit, Chris is coming to town. We can watch some stand up. So uh we're kind of excited about that, man. Um, and I'm excited too. I'm I'm super stoked. Yeah, and and Chris is blowing up, man. Every time I look up, I feel like I'm just seeing another like oh shit chris is headlining here now chris I know. is oh chris is oh chris traveled there when did he do that you know, know like i feel like you uh you, you blowing up a little bit over there man how's how's the journey been going 
It's been it's been fun. I'm still chased by Navient, but it's still a good. It's just it's just really fun, man. I'm I'm you when you start something, you kind of think that it's going to go one way. But it, you think like when you're younger, I'm going to take over the world and then it doesn't happen the way you thought it was. And so like the whatever this journey is, I, I, I don't think I'd have it any other way. And I think being a little older, um, it, it, I appreciate it a lot more, but I think I would have appreciated it back then if stardom hit me, uh, when I, if I started doing a lot of cool shit, like, you know, before I got in my thirties, but I'm, I'm having fun. I'm just doing, doing what I love to do. I was in Pittsburgh, uh, filming a, a Netflix show. I can't talk about it. Mm. Don't you hate when people say that shit? But I was filming a thing and, um, that's why they shaved my they shaved my beard off. Oh, but we were yeah. shooting. Yeah, yeah. Normally, I wouldn't rock. I wouldn't rock the 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 porn stash. But um, <laughs> it it it's it's it was really fun. But it was like a, it was a long shoot. It was a sixteen hour shoot, mm. and it was like a, a few hundred. It was like three hundred extras, and it was like a it was really long. And I was like, I wouldn't have this shit any other way. Like this, it's. I love it, man. It's it's great. Yeah, I, I once you work the sixteen hour shift at IHOP, it's kind of like you know what? I think I'll do some acting for sixteen hours. I I think I can get down <laughs> with that as well. I, I think I can too. And I know I've been listening to the show, Chris, and you've been talking about like as you get older, your perspective on things, and you know now you're like I wouldn't even waste my time doing certain things. Like as you get older and look back on your career, uh, do you see things like? you would do now that you wouldn't have done like when you were younger or things you did younger that you wouldn't do now? I I would probably just like stay in better shape. <laughs> Other than that, like I think, ah, that's a, that's a good question. Like I think for most of my life, I've been pretty square. Like I've had, you had like, like family stuff happens. Like you, I, I had a loss of cousin to drug addiction alcoholism in the family that a lot of the people that were had were alcoholics like they got over it and they're 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 great people and shit so it's like i just wish somebody i just cheeseburgers are my only real vice but um with any anything else was really just like when i found my passion of like like performing i think that's just something that I focused on. And I think now I think the, the only thing is really trying to have a, a balanced life, you know, like trying to live a full life, like relationship stuff or, um, I feel like that's something that I want to try to pursue more. But, um, other than that, I, I would say like this, this path has been pretty good. You know, I just, I, I feel like, um, like I kind of have, I kind of have that, Kobe Bryant psycho obsession with um with the with comedy with acting really being a student of it really just appreciating the craft of it all and um and just trying to make people trying to entertain people cuz I was talking to a to a a, a younger actor um a couple of days ago and I was saying like this is like it's acting and all this shit is hard but it's not coal mining, but I take it seriously because you're entertaining the people that bust their ass 
every day that are really doing like this laborious work. Mm-hmm. And I really want to do the best that I can to when those people get time off and they spend in their hard earned money, I want to give them a good time. And I take, I take that really seriously because I want, I want those people like last night I was doing a show and uh, I was opening for Jeremy Piven from Entourage and it was a packed, it was a packed house. And, and this one dude came up to me. He said, Hey man, you were so funny. I'm 43 years old. I've never been to a comedy show. I didn't know what to expect. And this was just, this was an amazing night. So it's just like, you never know who's in the crowd, who, who's watching or whatever. So it's just that that's, I found what I love to do and I just want to get as good as I can be and uh keep trying to contribute to the art form. This is corny as fuck, but I'm going to be funny this week nah, on that's, Thursday. That's, uh, but it's that's, just, no, that's honestly, just yeah, like, we just want insight. That's who I am. Yeah, man. that's honestly how we yeah. do the show too, like uh with the podcast. Like I know it's an escape for a lot of people. I still say I, we make the podcast for, or at least on my perspective, I make this podcast for the people that used to do what I did, which is to have a job you fucking hate, coworkers you don't really mm-hmm. feel comfortable even talking to, and if right. you're in a position where you can put some headphones in for a couple hours a day hey man calgon take me the fuck away from here for two hours and let's just be silly and laugh or be informed or whatever entertained right. and that like that's what got me through i was listening i used to listen to other people's podcasts uh while at work i still listen to podcasts even though i work for myself now but uh that's what got me through so i made the show for the person like me yeah. rather than you know and i think you know stand up to a certain extent is like that mm-hmm. but the other part of it is you still are a person that grinds at the daily job too so mm-hmm. like you know both sides of the, of the game it's not just you know me from on high dictating to y'all i always feel like uh not all the time but you can kind of tell the people that forget that part of mm-hmm. it you know or the part, people that have never experienced it you know some people have been in showbiz their whole lives which is a whole different grind correct but they it's like you forget that like you said there's a motherfucker that work a 16 hour shift and he's showing up to your show and he's 43 and he doesn't go to the comedy club and he just wants to laugh and you get up there bullshitting or you know whatever you know whatever it is looking at your iphone to get your jokes or whatever there might be a motherfucker like this is comedy like uh, really I pay I pay forty dollars right. for this shit. This like, is what you you drug me out to on my fucking free night off. Right, but I, I think it's yeah. hard. People lose perspective of that shit, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so it's it's fun. It's fun when you find some whatever it is, like whether it's cooking, whether it's sewing. Like my like my mom used to. My mom was a laborer. She worked in a book bindery uh, at a private firm, and she was doing like physical labor but she could sew like she's a seamstress and she would do prom dresses and wedding dresses. So that artistic thing, like it's just really what, like from what I do, it's just an extension of really like what I see my mom do. Um, I see, I saw her bust her ass. Uh, My dad did it, you know, like, so it's just, you try trying to take that worth work ethic that I learned from them and, and just apply it to, you know, the, the comedy and acting and, and really in, in the day job too. Cause that's like, I will still say, I'll go to my grave saying working at an, in a cubicle working at where the place that I work, it's like, uh, 
that's the biggest acting job I ever had in my life. And <laughs> ain't it though? For most I, black people, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for most for most people, and especially you know, to a certain degree, fucking to a certain to a degree, it's um to people of color because right. you kind of have to you have to swallow a lot of shit. That's why it's sometimes when people talk about athletes, oh, they should do this, they should do that. It's like they got a job just like everybody else, but it's one that you know how much this guy makes, you know how much blah, 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 but you kind of have to eat certain shit, mm-hmm. you know, in order to get to get by, to get that check. And people say off-color things, and you, you can't – you just be like, oh, for real? And right. then you, I, sometimes when people say stuff, I just walk away. I was like, y'all are funny, man. Yeah, and what athletes and just, is even weirder – what athletes is funny because the perception is always – they got money so they can just do whatever they want but um right in a but the money is still uh comparative right so if there's an owner or institution that makes much much more money than you because whatever the fuck you make it ain't like they making it even like hey i'm the owner i'll take i'll take whatever you're giving Dak prescott let's just call it even like nah i'm gonna get all the money and then i'm gonna give you a little bit and the little bit might be comparative so like a little bit for Dak prescott is six million dollars a little bit for me is thirty thousand you know like as far as the Mm -hmm. owner hooking me up but he ain't gonna give me enough money to truly leverage anything against him so you know it's it's weird how people can lionize colin kaepernick as like what a sacrifice he made but at the same time be like you fucking coons you guys are not taking a knee and i'm like but you (laughs) just you just said this guy's a hero right because after playing six or seven years and getting that money he he turned down more money uh or not even on purpose but he ended up getting out of more money to make a point we can't then turn around and weaponize that against every player who didn't do that, you know, which is kind of fucked up. Right. I, always, I always say I'm watching the NFL still because I need to support the Dolphins players who are taking a knee because um, somebody got to do it. Yeah, and I'm rooting for my black quarterbacks. Like, now I just say it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say, oh, who's your team, Chris, the Redskins or the Ravens? I'm like, I just root for black quarterbacks. Right. And <laughs> some, people, some people laugh. Right. Some people laugh or some people are just kind of like, slightly taken aback and then they just you know whatever but yeah that's i mean like i was glad it was it was kind of hard for me like last weekend because i like cam newton and dak were going against each other and even though dak you know he doubled down on on what he was saying Mm -hmm. i i'm just gonna go on the defensive and say dak prescott is just a kid yeah dak is uh dak uh, is um I, i think we've talked about this before but you guys did, yeah. No, me and you. I think me and you have talked about this before. Oh, oh. Okay. Dak, Dak is also a victim of what they do with all the young black quarterbacks. They interview them about mm-hmm. race to start their careers, which is totally unfair. <laughs> they shouldn't, cause you're on yeah. a rookie contract. Um, you're, you know, you're trying to cool to everybody. You're not one of those guys. You're a little bit different. Um, yeah. so, so it's unfair. They do it. They did it to every, and they only do it to black quarterbacks. They've, I've never once seen them take a rookie white quarterback and be like, so tell us how you're different from the black guys out there, the other white quarterbacks. Like they always do that mm-hmm. shit. And so that to me is kind of a victim of that. Like shouldn't even be talking about race. Shouldn't even be in the arena to talk about it at that age. And by the time he realizes how racist the game is, he'll be like fucking 28, 30. 
and then what people will say is he's making excuses so like you can't win mm-hmm. they did the same thing to cam they did the same thing to uh they they did they tried to do it to um who was it it was uh jason ah uh, what the fuck was that guy's last name he was jason campbell jason oh, campbell. Yeah, yeah they did it to vince Mc, vince young they did it to vince young like they just keep doing the same fucking interview with niggas it's only with black people it's like <laughs> hey so what do you think about yeah. race relations well i think we come a long way i mean this isn't like i'm playing back in the day when black people couldn't play quarterback and i I just feel like mm-hmm. when i go out there i'm playing quarterback i'm not black i'm not white i'm just trying to play the position and i'm gonna do the right thing i'm gonna pass the ball when it's time to pass and you know i'm not you just think i'm a runner i'm not just a runner okay i use my brain and like you say all this shit and then like six years later when you realize they about to cut you because your ass is black and people just don't like the way your black ass plays you can't be like well look this feels kind of racist or else they go but you said you said six years ago that it was over for that kind of racism that nobody cares about mm-hmm. that anymore they just want to see a quarterback so i do feel like it's a little unfair to uh to ask these young players those type of questions now that being said it is on the spectrum of from coon to not coon obviously dak cooned it up like that's like like he gets the he gets the uh tiger woods type of uh yeah you know that tiger woods support that we have where we're like glad yeah. to see this black guy out here kicking ass don't ask him no questions don't ask him shit <laughs> just let him do ask him about golf and let this nigga whoop they ass yeah. and then just let him go into the locker room and we can all have a good afternoon if you motherfuckers ask him what do we need to think about trump i'm gonna lose my mind because y'all don't ask yeah. they don't ask fucking phil mickelson about trump they don't do right. it right like it like it like nope. it like it's only with niggas that they bring these questions up and they because they expect and many times they get their answer they want but they expect these niggas to be like these black people out here are a little too sensitive guys and yeah. you white people are right and i'm i'm sick of that shit yeah because if they did answer yeah. it and they was like woke because because what's happening now you're gonna have a generation of players coming up that's gonna be fucking woke like they live through trayvon martin i'm just keeping it real like they live through this shit so mm-hmm. they're gonna be like yep. they're gonna get the answer they don't like and when, when they, they get that yeah. answer they're gonna try to fucking sabotage it in their fucking careers before they start they also they also w- have lived through kaepernick and eric reed though correct don't sleep on that mm-hmm. like it ain't just it yeah. ain't just the positives they living through they also living through the repercussions of being outspoken so some like some of these lessons are still resonating so we'll see which ones people pick up on because i wouldn't be i wouldn't doubt that there are black people that feel some type of way about racism that are just as afraid of becoming eric reed and colin kaepernick uh, and the other niggas that can't find jobs right. as they, as they are, right. as they, as, as there are black people who idolize Colin Kaepernick or something. But keep in mind, we're idolizing that dude because he gave up everything. Not because, Correct. He, yeah. not because he's the greatest quarterback that won the Super Bowl. These kids don't grow up with the dream of being Colin Kaepernick. That, that doesn't even like, if they're playing a, a sport and they think they want to play it professionally when they're a kid, they're, they're imagining being Tom Brady yeah right yeah and uh to piggyback on what you um what you guys talking about before about people in their jobs 
people that work a nine to five will look at each other and gossip about the one black person that actually stood up and was like, y'all crackers ain't right and lost their fucking jobs. And you know, none of y'all is standing up screaming Attica behind and walking at the door. Y'all just whispering and gossiping and talking, but none of y'all are willing to sacrifice y'all dollars. So that you, you, I can't turn around and tell somebody else just because they, I see what they make and it's more money than me to sacrifice their dollars when you won't sacrifice on your $20,000 a year job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. It's true. Now, also with the acting thing, man, you are, uh, like uh, you got your own IMDb page now. How does that work? Like, do they track that shit for you? Do you gotta like list it yourself? Do you gotta update it? Like, I, I heard it's a racket. Like, you gotta pay for headshots and shit or something weird. Like, how does that work? I think you can sign up for uh, IMDb Pro, which is like twenty bucks a month, and you can find out like all this other some some guy was telling me about it a couple days ago where you can you sign up and you can do all these updates but i i don't i don't do that i think if you go to my imdb page it's just like it's just my name and some of the stuff that i've done and uh that's it i'm just not i'm not there yet with uh doing all that subscription shit um because most i don't i don't know how many people really look at that like if the maybe the cast and directors will look at it or something but um yeah it's i don't think it's ever like stopped me from getting anything but uh i think people's managers might do it on just like the regular thing but i don't know how much of a racket it is but i just i'm i'm just too subscriptioned out right now like i have cable i have netflix i have the amazon prime i have title and it's just like i i just I can't do it anymore. But then you think that's my fucking career. <laughs> you think I give a shit. But then I also <laughs> want to see Insecure, you know. Uh, so do you ever have? I don't know, man. Do you ever have, or have you ever had a conflict yet of a role where you're like, I can't take this shit. But like, I, I like, um, you know, like they're like, all right, next uh, one you're gonna be a butler, and yeah, uh, it's just to a racist old man, and you're gonna drive him to the store every day. Like, do you, like, is there ever, have you had a conflict yet where you've been like, man, I, don't send me out for that one? Not that one. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't audition mm-hmm. or I like, uh, there was one thing that was like a pilot where they wanted me to be like, a a gay guy that was in the fat, working at a fashion thing. And I was just thinking like, you know, just give it to a gay guy. Right. Right. Just give it, just give, just let a gay guy get some work. And then, like, in the past, like, when I was a lot younger, I remember there was this play, and I think I talked about it on my show, where um, this there was this musical called the Putnam County Spelling Bee, and it was a musical, and you, there's one, there's a character, like, you play, like, the the counselor, and you have this really cool song after the kids, if they misspell a word, this guy is, like, the comfort counselor, he's got this great song. And if you play that role, you have to play like a gay dad. Mm. And when I would go in to audition, like I got a call back, but they would never let me read for the gay dad. Mm. And I was just like, well, am I too much of a, a straight man to, right. you know, am I too like rough and rugged that you don't think <laughs> right. I could do it? Uh, but they just never let me do it. And um I've auditioned for a couple of, of gay characters, but it just never it never worked out but now everything is so diverse where it's just like just get a gay dude yeah yeah just we've come a gay a, guy there. Just, you it's, know. it's weird how we've come uh so far in such a short period of time as far as stuff like that is concerned because 
there was a time where it was like you won't play a gay character what the f- so what, what you homophobic homes you what you think right. you think you too good to be gay on screen and now we've gotten to the point where it's like but gay people exist so i don't know why we wouldn't just yeah. audition yes. the yeah. people that are gay they probably know more about this than than other people do you know um yeah where, where, like it's not a knock on my acting it's just mm-hmm. a that is let their lived experience you know um but yeah, yeah. I, it just i don't know it's something that i'll just think about like because you never really know when those chances or opportunities or um things are gonna arise and i always wonder if people know going in where it's like like do you show up and you're like oh wait a minute this is a coon roll i don't i didn't know Duh, nobody told me oh, well, I, did i tell you guys this a, a long time ago when I was when I was in Chicago, like I had just gotten like just got my master's, just graduated, and you kind of want to take whatever comes right. your way to a certain degree. There was this one play where they wanted me to play, and I got the part, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to play an angel who had a noose around his neck the whole oh. time. And it was like a weird thing. Like I was, would have been like the voice of reason or something. And I was like, and it would have been, I would have gotten paid. Right. And I was just like, I was like, uh, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this part. Yeah. It was just really weird. And I didn't do that. And one time when I first moved here, moved to Jersey, um, back, moved back to the East coast. Um, I was, I did a, a play, I did a Raisin in the Sun, like a community theater right. version of it. And then, uh, afterwards, like there was another, uh, theater company, um, like across in another town in Jersey. They were doing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and they needed somebody to play like the orderly that was in the hospital and everything. And I think the guy, you know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the Jack Nicholson, the mm-hmm. uh, classic, you know, film, it was based, on the play and the book, blah, blah, blah. And the Jack Nicholson character calls the orderly, I think he says boy or something. Mm. And like my dad saw the tape of the play and he was like, don't do that again. Don't do anything like that. Again. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, but yeah. that was like, it was, it was a good show. And it wasn't, I wasn't cooning or anything. Right. I was a, basically a villain. But he was like, my dad was like, ah, yeah, don't do that. There's just an extra and, layer. And I was just like, there. That, yeah. Like, another actor might not have to consider, but, you know, it's just like that extra layer of like, oh, yeah, I guess that does look fucked up. Okay, I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. But I wasn't like, like what the, the, the way I handled the character was. <laughs> He was, uh, he was, uh, he was a dick. Like he was a dick to like everybody there. Uh, you know, like it, it was just, it was just like that one moment in the play that was just kind of suspect where it was just like, oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah, think you're funny, right, dad. The, the, the coon, but when you're, go the, it's funny, the coon angel part, um, is like, uh, that, that would have been funny because like at the time, I'm sure you couldn't have known that the internet is forever. Right. So it's almost like that thing where if you were to, to like blow up at some point or something, somebody would dig that up. Guaranteed that would be a picture on, on, on like the internet somewhere where like, Oh, so this your woke fave chris lambert yeah. i know but, at marvel oh y'all fuck with him but y'all yeah. didn't say nothing when he played a coon angel hmm? that's when very they, funny 
when they when they James gun me, just know that <laughs> I was I was trying to make money. Yeah. I was just trying to pay some bills. The, the I wasn't new, trying to the new shit like, to I don't me, like the, I don't think that I'm I don't think that I'm like I don't think that I'm woke. Like I just yeah. I think you know like cuz I think I was a lot more radical when I was like 12, like younger, mm-hmm. like because my existence like I you, you I'm sure you got a lot of listeners from the Mer- the Maryland DC area mm-hmm. and like what up, I was talking what up to, to all my youngs out there. Hello, Go youngs. Ahead. Thank you for uh, what's that? Coming out. Uh, what I would just like to say. What up to all my youngs out there? Thank you for listening. Yeah, to the young. Show. We, I um, appreciate so, you, Joe. <laughs> so, so it was like I was talking to a comic, Lafayette Wright, really funny comic from DC, and we were talking about uh, Infinity War on, and he was saying like PG County, the Maryland DC area, is kind of like. Wakanda in real life because when you grow up black in that area there is a certain confidence now there you can have like it can be overload an overload like Mm -hmm. I know how some people don't like Wale Mm -hmm. but he kind of embodies that arrogance that that swag and I think I I think Wale is great um but like I see that and like and friend and artists like Wale Odyssey like, I think those dudes are dope, but it's just like, just, there's a certain vibe where you just sort of, you believe in yourself to a certain degree. Not to say that you're not going to have doubt or anything like that, like that any normal person has, but it's like PG County, like it's that area. It's just something about it. So, um, where the fuck was I going with that? Um, <laughs> Yeah, we were just we were just talking about like just like I've always been like super conscious of of how I fit in society. One thing of being a big black dude, Rod, you know that. Mm-hmm. Karen, you know about being a black woman. So it's just like you have that heightened awareness of how you fit in society and how you are viewed and what you can sometimes like bring off. So I had to taper that down a little bit because when I was about twelve years old. I went to all an all black Catholic school in in DC in Southeast DC St Francis Xavier, and we were and we've talked about this shit before, but like you, we was just like proud to be black and this is who you are. And then my parents were like, okay, this is cool, but uh, you got to be able to exist with everybody. So they moved me to another school that was closer to home and it was um, it was a little more diverse. And then you did have. That schism, shout out to the Hot Fire Starter crew. You had that bullshit that you had to deal with and going into high school, um, and then college and then, and then after that. So I've just kind of, I've leveled off, but, uh, I'm still, I will not. I don't consider myself to be well, a part I, of the like Shea I wouldn't, Shea Butter Mafia and all that. I wouldn't look at, um, Drake and say he's woke, right? But right. but that picture of him in blackface still came back to haunt him, even though yeah. he had a purpose of doing it. It was a long time ago, and all this shit. People was, and he doesn't proclaim to be some like super pro black militant nigga, and people mm-hmm. still clowning him on the internet for that picture. Oh, I yeah. feel like that could be Coon Angel for you. Like I'm not saying that <clears throat> you have to be like the wokest nigga in the world. It's just when yeah. people don't like you, they just find shit and everything right. is oh, yeah. forever. So like if you would have taken that role and there was like a picture of you 
with a noose on your neck there would be somebody out there like oh so this y'all fave you know like it's just old shit yeah. just it's like a, like you kind of lucked out without knowing it just because old shit comes back out of context so fucking much now like it's kind of ridiculous yeah I, I was uh watching the um uh well I, first i saw a news article about uh cat williams uh goes in on kevin uh like it was like tiffany haddish uh oh yeah i saw that uh yeah. uh, 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 uh like three or four other artists and and shit and i was like damn cat williams is just i mean he just won an emmy i mean dope to see him back in the game and everything um because I, I just think cat williams is a funny dude uh but yeah he is. but it was but you know cat williams also had that like three-year stint where it was like every time you read about him it was him getting arrested you know Correct. It was like mm-hmm. him either punching someone in the face or getting arrested so it was like yeah. uh I, it's good to see him get an emmy it's good to see him get some shine because it's a person that mostly only black people seem to really like appreciate beyond just like a caricature but at the same time mm-hmm. that doesn't make him like not be problematic like nigga come back and get interviewed and say all kinds of crazy shit um but the headlines all made it sound like he gave a very serious interview where he just shit on everybody for no reason and shit on the mm-hmm. host and you know and i'm like damn really he, he fucked up like that wow i can't believe cat blank then i watched the video and he was basically on roast mode and i'm like yeah he was just roasting yeah and and so i don't trust headlines about comedians Mm-mm. anymore anyway because like a reasonable person would watch that 20 minute video and be like he was talking his shit but none of that shit should leave there as like that yo he was dead ass serious like right if, when it, you see this nigga in the streets if you're you need to swing on him if you're uh laurel howley like don't like this yeah like he's talking his shit uh the woman like i saw someone being like he was so misogynistic to the woman host the woman host clowned him for like 15 minutes before he finally said something like she just kept yeah. taking shots and kept taking because she's a comedian as well i was like this is what happens when you step to a comedian that is like okay you you want to play the roast game well here's i'm right. about to say you can get your whole outfit at sit go i'm gonna ask does the fucking headphone come with your <laughs> wig and now everybody goes whoa whoa he plays too rough but you could have left you could have done a straight interview with him and not try to coax the funny out of him or made jokes about him but you chose to play that game right. and, and then you got roasted on it yeah and and for me uh-huh. the way i look at it when it comes to articles about comedian they're very salacious and a lot of times they are written by people who don't understand the fucking concept of comedy but they do understand the concept of going blah blah uh viral with a head headline right right right, right. that's my mm-hmm. thing they don't understand the concept of comedy but they write things almost flat-footed like this statement is a fact all out of context and all out of what they meant and then a lot of times they do it to draw people in who don't give a fuck about comedy for them to start judging and making stuff go viral when somebody like me who loves comedy come in and go like what the fuck are y'all mad about and my thing is this the woman probably has been in comedy long enough to know that that's what she was gonna get like yeah she's a comedian as well right she, just got, she lost that's what happens sometimes yeah. you lose like it she lost on her own radio show she kept fucking with him it's good i mean it's good footage for the show it'll probably put help them right. you know promote more shit um who knows i'm sure to some extent she's like yeah whatever like because comedians do that shit all the time where right. they're like yeah nigga we roast each other and sometimes 
you know somebody says some 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 hurtful shit but if it's funny then the funny wins over the hurtful you gotta be like that's that's what happened so but what i thought was interesting though is just the framing of it if i had not actually gone and watched the video i would have thought cat williams kicked in the door today studio and just started right? fucking <laughs> rat-a-tat-tatting over the yeah. whole industry and then ran out and it, it wasn't really that type of um that that type of interview it was it got like it got funny not even really it was contentious but that's what made it funny is that she wanted it to be contentious and she got the she got that uh norm mcdonald gave an interview last week that pissed all these people off um and for the record i'm uh, i i think norm mcdonald's very funny you know but it's that thing too yeah it's that thing too where like anytime a comedian fucks up everybody says they were never funny and you have to be like okay like okay they were well see and you know what dude and you know what and it my only thing with norm mcdonald is like that motherfucker don't like may, may seem like he don't like money yeah yeah he's, he's just like he, fuck, he fucking up his money that's like it's like dude here's you know. the thing with norm though he know he's stupid so like he <laughs> even his apology was stupid like he was like yeah i just went on and started talking like a, a fucking retard or some, something like that and i was just like no one can't even get out of it because he's stupid <laughs> like and, and in, in his in his apology he was saying his apology was basically i'm stupid and i have no fucking business talking about politics or me too or any of this shit because i'm not a smart man i he's like my i didn't know he said that. yeah yeah he's, I, I can actually look it up his um his show he was basically talking about why his show isn't topical because he has a new show on netflix which okay. that shit definitely gonna get canceled but he was talking about why his show isn't topical because he don't know shit and then um he ends up stepping all up in it because he don't know shit about no damn um me too or roseanne he didn't follow that shit Mm-mm. um yeah. and those his friends yeah. so he just out there like and i and i guarantee you that the line that that everybody was mad at to me sounded the most like he was trying to make a joke the one where he goes um uh they lost everything in a day uh roseanne and and louis and even the victims didn't have to go through that to me i'm like oh he that's that's him trying to be funny but that's the headline to the article is what i'm saying like it doesn't matter if you made a joke um seinfeld made a joke about poor roseanne and i saw the headline the headline was basically like yeah um he said roseanne like poor roseanne what happened to her you go see the video and he's being sarcastic like poor roseanne so bad that that could happen to somebody so such like such a racist piece of shit you know and and it's like why would y'all frame it that way but it's because it's literally two different mediums you have the internet it's just like you and Mm -hmm. you have the comedy shit the comedy shit doesn't play on the internet as like it's more easy to take the context out and be like he said this and he meant this shit it's not a joke and people will be like fucking norm mcdonald i can't believe that fucking uh so-and-so like i can't believe they would do that but i'm like they comedians they not really they comedians they not they not really trying to be like that shit where we elevate all comics to social commentators and and philosophers right that most comics don't deserve that they're not that they're like it used to be a time where we said certain people transcended stand up where you're like yo this dude this dude be saying some real shit and he's funny but then there was a whole lot of people like 99 percent of comedians are like well they be on joke time you know like they they out there being funny 
maybe they stumble upon them nugget of truth maybe they don't but it's joke time we, you don't take them too seriously and i feel like you know it just kind of changed overnight yeah it's like the goal the goal is to entertain and then when people say when these guys get in trouble like with louie and bill cosby it, it's not true to say that the guy's not funny because it wouldn't hurt as much right if we didn't think bill cosby was funny or talented we still we we wouldn't give a shit so like it's there's there's still like uh Obviously, what happened to those women was horrible, but it's still, and that, that goes without saying, but it's still like, well, fuck, man. Like, this guy, this guy made me want to go to college because he put images on screen that made me want to go to college because Theo and Denise went, and he was involved with a different world. Louis is, to me, is, he was, he's one of my favorites, and it's just like, fuck, man. Like, why would you, why would you do that? you know and well, it's like it's also like and um, it's, people people kind of legislate this thing of like if you like someone that means you co-sign all their shit right mm-hmm. even, even though that's yeah. like, that's literally impossible because everyone likes someone or something and i think that's more of an internet thing i don't think Correct. that i don't think there was yeah. i don't think that's a real life thing i think Mm-mm. once you turn off your phone or close your laptop screen and you talk to people in real life people are like yeah oh yeah i I saw louis stand up i thought it was funny and also of course i don't think the things that he did were okay right you know i don't think that like i think on the internet is the only place where people get caught up where it's like uh because i made cardi b my avatar and said she's everything and anytime she says something um whatever like political or something like i i elevated to like oh my god see she she out here trying to screw y'all hoes on this intersectional feminism well then she also throws a shoe at a motherfucker at a party because she is still cardi b and now i have to write yeah. a i have to write a 17 paragraph medium piece on why her throwing a shoe was revolutionary to the paradigm shift of feminism as opposed yeah. to just being like man i like cardi b if she throws a shoe i don't get as mad as if uh you know uh chris brown throw a shoe it's just it is what it is like you're right them two ain't the same yeah like i don't count like there are levels to things and there are people that are um there's certain people that get a pass from folks and that's and there's a reason to that you know but i think we've kind of lost all that because people spend so much time having to explain why this person gets a pass and that person doesn't get a pass and it ain't like not to say not to be dismissive but it ain't even that deep a lot of times people just like somebody that's it like if people yeah. like Nicki minaj if she wasn't at her acting crazy the last like month and a half it would have been people that was like yo cardi shouldn't have threw that shoe at her correct you know what i mean like yeah. it like it's just it's just a like or don't like thing which is very simple but when you got to explain it you know because you're always kind of explaining yourself on the internet you end up in these situations it's so, but- you're absolutely right and the internet is so social media in particular is so performative it's people that's like i will not stand for what this person did this is blah 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 and you get your likes and your retweets and and people you people are on your side and all that it's just it's it's become a bit much man my go-to my go-to example right now is papa john's right like mm-hmm. if i were to be like go on facebook right now and be like fuck papa john's never in my life will i try that shit again yeah. everybody would be like yes a hundred likes i agree fuck them forever 
but if i was yeah. going there and be like so they got rid of the racist ceo dude um like we want it uh kind of yeah maybe they framed him a little bit i don't care to be honest uh framing a racist is nothing to me uh <laughs> like we need more of that we need more people framing races to be racist i don't give a fuck about that um but if i were to be like yeah actually i'm, I, I'm gonna support papa john's because they did the right thing they got rid of that motherfucking racist dude crickets dog they got that olivia pope olivia pope uh black woman yeah fixed it. yeah yeah but but, but like dude can i say something yeah. like i want to say something yeah and the, like the black women are like clean up all of that shit mm-hmm. like there was a so i went to the movies yesterday in this like town in jersey and they had this black like these like public service commercials come on before the movie and shit and there was a black female there was a female black female detective talking telling people what to do at a traffic stop so like when you get when you get pulled over mm-hmm. just don't be black basically that's what she should have said <laughs> right but is but she was basically just saying like like do this put your hands on the steering wheel do blah 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 and it's like yeah they got a black woman to do all that shit mm-hmm. and they had black women on these papa john's commercials mm-hmm. and like saying like they had an indian dude because really like john whatever his name is those he's not getting effect like he's not really he, yeah he lost his job is his career i don't know he lost some shit Right. But then the people that are really affected are these franchise owners mm-hmm. who don't have shit to do mm-hmm. with what he said. They're trying to make a living and now they got to deal with that bullshit and try to come out under the oil spill of his fucking racism. Mm-hmm. And they got to try to make money. So it's like, well, they got rid of them. Can we eat that pizza? The pizza's not that bad. That's one thing that that's my agenda that I have sometimes with black Twitter. Uh-oh, guys, I'm getting in the hot water Nah, here. nah, go ahead like, and say that truth. Say it, Cat Williams. It's just sort of like, <laughs> it's like, you don't like DiGiorno? You don't like DiGiorno, really? Oh, DiGiorno's like, this good. Is what, like, oh, out, you too good for Outback Steakhouse? What if you need, like that, you know, I mean, well, I the other know, thing too, We don't like chain the, restaurants. The other thing, too, is, um, well, you, you can't listen to them niggas. Um, but the other thing, too, is... Um, <laughs> The, I'm serious. You can't listen to them because motherfuckers want yeah, it, they want it both ways. Because they'll be like, um, "Capitalism is bad," but then also eating the Applebee's with two for twenty is bad. Like, how the fuck can both of those things yeah. be bad? Like, maybe this all I can afford. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe right. this, maybe this yeah. is a good maybe this is a good buy for going out to eat for a motherfucker that got Navient calling them. You know, like. How, why are we acting like, <laughs> yeah. like, why are we acting like everybody gotta be balling all the time, you know? Like, I can't go to brunch with yeah. black people, but I can't go to brunch with white people. Like, it sounds like I just can't go to brunch. A lot of these niggas right. just sit in the house all day and complain. You can't listen to them. Um, but the other thing too, uh, that about like the Papa John's thing that's interesting is, um, people were saying they're boycotting, which I always say we don't use that word correct anymore. Because a boycott has conditions, and then you frequent the business again. Um, you know, I, I read, I was reading this uh, book. I brought this example before. I was reading this book um, about like black women activists, and one of them was uh, in D.C. and they boycotted like this store that wouldn't let black people like through the front door and eat at the counter and that type of shit. So they boycotted them, right? the store relented mm-hmm. you know the store's like whoa 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 okay we're losing business we're gonna change our policy you can you can now come inside you can all that shit 
so then she was like it was just as important to get out and tell people go back to the store because if that because if, if we only make it uh, like a boycott has conditions so if we only make it where we have conditions the conditions are met and then we go still fuck you then we basically make it so they should be like oh well then fuck you right like just fuck you all the time like why would we ever want to capitulate to your to what you say you want because event essentially you're never gonna fuck with us again and we should not listen to you as a value valuable customer uh base so like papa john's my right. go-to example right now of just somebody that did the steps that people claim they want to see i just think the truth of the matter is mo- motherfuckers don't want to see that like we're a lot of people are more comfortable being angry and there's more power in anger than there is in being like yeah. well you did what you did and now we got to go back and make sure that that we um est- you know establish this relationship again because you know right. it, and especially when w- what a boycott was back then sometimes it's black people who work there got to stop coming to work so the community got to mm-hmm. make sure that those people get money somehow or they're taking their needs are met in the in the in the time that they're not being able to get a check because we're deciding not to frequent them um you know not not to mention like bus routes things like a bunch of shit would go into coordinating this a lot of this stuff isn't coordinated you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. the like in this case you have a high level company firing the the mouthpiece and the literal namesake of their company right to to say like hey 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 this dude fucked up we're not with that shit and we're like we want to establish this connection with the community again and whatever and it's like nah fuck that shit you know and i'm like so then sometimes i'm like so then what would it take nobody ever knows what it'll take because we're just mad and correct and but if you say but they're afraid that if they say that then they'll be dismissed uh but that's the truth is you're just mad you're never coming back why why even pretend that this is gonna happen <laughs> like like they, they're right. not papa john's not gonna come to everybody's house and shake their hands and personally apologize so let's just like let, like let's just accept that you're never going back and you're okay with these other corporations that are still pizza chains and corporations you don't know what there kind is of no fucked mis- up shit they've done there is no larry pizza hut that will come out and be able to say however the fuck the ceo like we don't know who that guy is there's no guarantee that that rich white dude thinks differently of your black ass than john snatter did there's no but but we feel more right. comfortable supporting them because they never had that scandal i mean domino's owned slaves that's how fat domino got his last name no that's nobody not true. Ever, that's well then how do you get his last name but nobody ever brings that shit up because they're not out here currently with mr domino saying no racist shit so i'm just saying it's, it's just it's just it's just an interesting place that time that we're in right now it's gonna be in like yeah because the the quote-unquote boycotts aren't really organized you know it's just people kind of being upset and venting which is fine because i'm not going to dismiss you for venting i don't think anybody owes it to a corporation to frequent them i just think this was never, right this was never a boycott right and also i think with the climate of social media and just the climate of america and with the climate of trump and and i think for a lot of niggas they like look you fucking call me a nigger you fuck you like like a lot of people are at the point where they're like right. i don't well, i my money is precious to me and i'm not spending my money to anywhere where you 
tell me you don't want it mm-hmm. when it's gone it ain't fucking coming back <laughs> you know like a lot of people have gotten to that point where you like you said they're mad and they're gonna be mad and there's nothing you can do to change their minds because they feel like my money is precious and particularly as you get older as an adult you you understand that everything that you invest your money in has something fucked up background if you search deep enough everything does because it's fucking america everything has had some form of police free free work labor you know immigrants uh, it's it's something behind every company in america but a lot of people like i don't want to see it it's 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 like that like i rather just be blind to it and give you my money because once i know it i'm mad now i'm pissed now and no you will not take another fucking dollar from me i don't give a damn fair right or indifferent but i understand yeah i think also it's just easier to be mad correct it's just easier it's, it's a it lot yeah. there's nothing easier than just fuck you i don't need to think about it i don't need to talk about it there doesn't need to be nuance fuck you you know so that's just how yeah. people feel and I'm, 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 gonna, I'm still personally accepting i am accepting papa john's apology on behalf of the black community and i'm inviting them to the cookout and i want them to bring all the pizza i've uh, already told you i so, put your name on the list you on a comp- anybody that comes with your signature they're being denied i've told you y'all are welcome back mm. papa, papa john's thank you i will not be in attendance i can't make it I have right something. that's why something I, came up but y'all can have nope. my tickets Mm-mm, i've already put your name on the do not come in list wow wow okay fine uh this has been the longest intro ever but this is the blackout tips you can find us on itunes and stitcher search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews appreciate everybody takes time out to do that today's show uh has the official weapon of the taser and unofficial sport what about a bullet ball extreme and we're sponsored by shadow dog productions the book crusher premiere episode is now online you can watch like and comment on it on youtube just go to youtube search shadow dial productions leave a comment leave a like anything even a negative comment even a thumbs down they don't give a fuck because it all counts the same so assholes are welcome too this is the freest way to support (laughs) this is the freest way to support a podcast sponsor so make sure you guys go and do it um all right let's get into the news guys all right we've talked about a lot of stuff randomly um public fried chicken is good okay it is it actually is good this is breaking news mm-hmm. people have told me that public fried chicken was good for quite some time all right i've i've walked by dozens of times <laughs> yes and uh yesterday i decided to go ahead and give it a try they have breaded and unbreaded uh the breaded was twice as many calories as the unbreaded uh but i said if i'm gonna go there i'm gonna try the full experience so i went with the breaded chicken and uh congratulations you negroes are right okay mm-hmm. it is delicious yes, okay sir. let me let me ask let me ask you this rod since mm-hmm. i'm gonna be down there mm-hmm. i was told by another comic and uh, to go to go to price's chicken for lunch uh yeah yes. try it, it. Is, it is it's basically it's so, a crack house that happens to better, sell chicken yeah it, it really is a crack house yeah it has because, a crack house model there's no seating yep um they have upgraded it since it got gentrified over there yeah so like i've driven by okay. it definitely looks better now uh, like yeah, you I can d- see through the doors and stuff yeah i don't it used know to just be yeah. the hood yeah i don't know they might still be cash only i'm not sure nah nah they're not cash only they got well they got an atm in the lobby okay now. they got an atm that. in the lobby but i don't think they're cash only anymore anyway but okay and, and it's, it's better is it better than Publix? uh 
yeah i mean yes yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's better than public yeah but the, okay, okay. yeah the thing about i mean but public's fried chicken was really good i was surprised i me too it was yeah. really usually good. usually grocery store chicken isn't bad i think i talked about it on um one of my episodes a few a while back like when i lived in chicago there was uh there's this uh, grocery store chain called jewel uh and they had like fried chicken mondays that chicken was good. Like you can get, you get like an eight piece. You can get like mm. uh, some Hawaiian rolls. You get sides. You could eat off of that for a couple of days. Like you know, warm it, warm it up in right. the in the oven. Don't warm it up in the microwave. Mm. Warm it back up in the oven for a little bit. But that's good. Like now, I mean, I have a Stop and Shop near me. Their chicken is it's good. It's not mm. it's yeah. not bad. I, I don't. I wouldn't think I, it's on the I same level. Like, as, I feel right. like with bojangles around uh popeyes and uh <clears throat> uh like some of the chains we have here prices and stuff yeah hardy's actually sell chicken too mm, there's no hardy's close yeah. to stuff. Right. uh but with some oh. of the chains that sell chicken that are close to us it's kind of like uh, i would I, i've always been like well if i'm gonna get a chicken i might as well just do the real thing go to like bojangles uh but yeah, I, yeah. I was surprised Publix was really good like i wouldn't say it was better than any of the chains around here necessarily maybe better than popeyes i don't know i have to i've only had yeah i've only had good popeyes a couple times right a Popeye- few times i've had bad popeyes yeah it's been a hit or a miss with popeyes like i know a lot of people swear by it but like you say because i don't yeah. know because of this area but it's been more misses than hits for us whenever we go uh, and also, uh, Chris, just know when you go by the crack house, that's a two man job. Oh, I don't think it is anymore. I don't think. Well, you can a get Uber now. Job. You can get Uber now. They can drop you off. Oh, okay. Um, you get Uber now. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, pre Uber. My bad. Yeah. See, the thing is, um, with with prices, chicken coop, there's no parking. Mm-mm. Like I said, it was a, it was a, a, it was definitely a crackhead model of. Um, of, of <laughs> like a crack it was a crack house model of business so I it guess, was like drop out i'm not even joking it's it literally was like you have to have one person drop you off you go around the corner to the spot you wait in this long ass line there's no seating inside Mm-mm. um you you order your chicken they hand you the chicken out the window and then you fucking scoot off to your ride who's circling the block over and over yeah, about and four, five waiting, times. waiting for you to come outside and then you hop in the car and drive off like that's how good the chicken was is that they basically sold you that wow. shit like crack like you know like drop it out the window on some some, Here's some bricks some other yeah some other shit so uh i don't know if it's still that good because like i said it's been it, that type part of town i drove by the other day and got sad because i was like god damn i don't even recognize this shit it's just white people on scooters and fucking right and 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 rollerbys uh, and i don't know what what the fuck was not rollerbys but uh bikes and scooters and <laughs> <laughs> well they look like i said rollerbys but i was thinking scooters i'm sorry mm. they these green and white things that everybody fucking has all downtown like city bike looking things or something yeah they motorized oh yeah okay yeah like this is yeah. like it's just well, that, different that's... go ahead Rob. i'm sorry no it's just different down there so yeah when i drove by and here's here's prices chicken coop in the fucking middle of all that and i'm just like the fuck have white people done yeah. to our shit like beside the this, this was spot. never supposed to be uh this was never supposed to be next to a high-rise condo this was never right this, this was, <laughs> like, was not supposed to be next to the korean fusion place yeah like y'all don't even give a fuck yeah. like y'all just take over everything god man and then look they're like, doing that I... go ahead no, i'm sorry karen go mm-hmm. ahead mm-hmm. go ahead chris 
I was I was in Pittsburgh this past week, and I noticed that you know, like they, in the downtown area where I was staying at the hotel, they had like these because uh, you know Pittsburgh's like a work like Rust Belt city, and there were these like looked like these a factory that they had probably gutted out, and now there's like luxury apartments there, mm-hmm. like their condos and all that stuff. It's happening all over the country. It's a good thing in, in right. a way. It's good that some of these Rust Belt cities and towns are coming back, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it's only one type of people that's coming back. Don't yeah, and well, people. also like, right, they're pricing people out that stay there, and then there's yeah. all these there's all these like, weird things about like, um like if I work, how the fuck am I supposed to get to work if you guys are taking up the part, places in town where the bus goes, and making it so that yeah. my black ass can't live there and now I'm now I gotta move to university area and can't get to work. Like it's just a bunch of just extra shit that you gotta worry about. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but also just, you know, um it just aesthetically, um like I I get why they would wanna like, oh, this is a cheap warehouse that no one's using. Let's put a fucking beer factory in here or whatever. We'll make our own beer and call it the you yeah. know piedmont brew co or something like that and they make 12 of those in the same like warehouse factory of town because nothing's in there like that's cool i don't mind that you know like you know you're changing mm-hmm. it up a little bit you're bringing some economy back but they don't hire anybody from the local area that lives over there they only hire like white people that they're cool with and then they and then they ship in and then you have these people that come in it doesn't do anything to the local for the local economy Mm-mm. and then um you build these fucking high-rise condos next to it so then no one can live next to it that was living there it just i don't know it's just kind of a sad sight to see i know it's just yeah. change and but, all that shit but it's just i don't know it made me sad right and it's one of these things like we said it, several things happening here it's happening all across the country and it's a pattern um <laughs> niggas are there niggas move out or either niggas are there and, and, and the price property, everything around it drops and it drops really, really, really dirt cheap because niggas are there. So then mm-hmm. white people in the rich area go, oh, it's too expensive over here. Let's go buy over here in this nigga shit. So they go purchase your nigga shit dirt cheap. Ain't nobody asking why this warehouse is empty. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody asking what can we do to build up this community. It's just they plop stuff there and then they act like the people there is the problem. <laughs> So then all of a sudden the people that live there constantly get the police areas where the police either didn't come or it took them forever to get there is now there in two minutes or less. People in that area recognize that stuff. Next thing you know, I love Trader Joe's, but you're fucking getting the Trader Joe's and you're getting the brewery places and you're getting all these places in these areas and somebody just walking to their house randomly is getting the police called on them. And so then you deal with the people coming in basically this friction with them and the people that's already established there like you said then they price them out these people don't disappear they have to go live somewhere so then they go somewhere else what happens you have the white flight the people in that area run out of that area what happens the price drops and then white people come in again it's a cycle this is why most areas that have like black people in the city it's nowhere that's black and just always has been black it's like the black places bounce around the city and that's strategically done because you can't build any wealth if you're not established well also because ownership has been denied to so many black people you don't have the ability to hold on correct you know, like when when renting is is more than uh than owning the property in a lot of cases with black people and that's by design um 
you 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 end up in a situation where if a motherfucker is like hey rent is now two thousand dollars what are you gonna do you gotta move um but uh yeah that enough of that comedy that funny stuff (laughs) sorry i I, I put that on myself i should have never said Publix fried chicken was good i didn't know it was gonna go (laughs) um cardi b and Nicki minaj got in a fight and uh mona scott uh young who was an executive producer of vh1's love and hip-hop series said uh it's disheartening Can we see this coming though? I think, like, especially you guys talked about it last month when you were talking about, like, I guess when Nicki Minaj's album came out and it didn't do as well, and it felt like you guys were alluding to the fact, or you kind of said it pretty clearly that I think in in black entertainment a lot, a lot, and especially in hip hop, and then when you whittle it down to, uh, female rappers this this highlander complex where they can only be one Mm -hmm. and Nicki minaj has been on top for so long that when cardi b is like this young upstart then she feels threatened so and then they then they comes to this and it's and and we're just acting up in front of white people (laughs) and now (laughs) nobody's gonna get to come back fashion week <laughs> right so um yeah so I, just, have- <laughs> I just think it's interesting that mona scott young is commenting on it come on ray I, j oh, is she, no, i don't know who is she she executive produces love and hip-hop, hip-hop. ray so, j okay Ari, come on now she literally has made okay. a living off of black women rappers physically assaulting each other off of on tv and if she had the nerve to come out her mouth and say this was disheartening I'm guessing because she didn't get a check off this fight because yeah, ain't, so. yeah, ain't nothing about Mona Scott Young that says, I don't like to see black women fighting. Why yeah. you mad, Dr. Frankenstein? Right. Right. And the thing is with uh, Cardi, because Cardi, because of the way Cardi contract is, Cardi left and they didn't get a dime or any of her money after she left, so she might be bitter about that. All I heard was this when... Uh... <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds, just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. I just saw Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man when she said that shit. Can, can we, can we, can we put a pin in this for a second? Mm-hmm. One, one, one of the funniest things you, you said a lot of funny shit on social media, but like last week when Spider-Man for PS4 came out, you said yeah everybody i forget how you said it but basically um you can correct me mm-hmm. but you said yeah you know uh everybody's talking about this spider-man game and uh yeah since i don't have a a, a, a ps4 i'm gonna just say it sucks yeah yeah <laughs> and i have been saying that for several weeks now and i you your forecast i will forever call you why you i for, you you got a forecast why have you made it your mission in life to try to call me out for this because you I don't keep know. fucking with me with papa john's uh all right well i i don't know how me how i'm fucking with you and papa john's by saying that i will order it it's your favorite pizza so i i'm right just like I'm you, sorry for supporting you as a black woman just, in, just, in, a, in your own home just 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 like you want that spider-man so why are you pretending like you don't want i don't it? want that trash and mm-hmm. i would not play it with your hands if i was to come in here with a ps4 <laughs> And uh, and uh, and uh, a Spider-Man game. Don't act like you wouldn't in this show and turn that shit First on. First of all, my Spider-Man will always be Miles Morales. So 
I'm off that Peter Parker shit. He's in. He's in. He's in it. But I don't have it. I was. He's in it. I was picking not, up Tomb but, Raider but yesterday. See, that's what they do. See, that's what. That's exactly the problem, Chris. That's what they do. They put the white man on the cover and the and the black kid in the game. Is that mm-hmm. right? Ain't that some bullshit? Nope. Mm-mm. See, mm-mm. why the crossover well, you know, don't never cross over to us? <laughs> nope. This ain't nothing but a double cross. Nope. I, I am not buying <laughs> your 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 theatrical uh thing you doing over there Mm-mm, i'm not well whatever i I've, I've already spoken and i'm not backing down on this and i'll go i'll go down with the ship if somebody don't believe me i double fucking dog dare you come to the live show bring a ps4 and a copy of spider-man put it in my hands and then we'll see if i'll play that shit if not then y'all I can all shut the hell up get people to get him that limited edition he now, wants that limited edition red PS4. If it's red, I mean, the, that's what, if they believe in that game, doing, if they believe in the game doing. so much, if they believe in the game so much, then I, then, then that's what'll happen. But I guarantee it won't happen, Chris, because everybody knows that game is trash. You can tell when you look on TV. Black David mm-hmm. Koresh over here. This ain't no Black damn. This ain't no Tomb Raider. <laughs> y'all, why y'all nope. don't get excited for a woman-led game? It's easy to get excited about these oh, white dude, men. Dude, I just bought it. I just got it yesterday, mm-hmm. and I almost went in that went down the rabbit hole because I just play. I played right before I came on. I installed it and it was playing it for about a good half hour. Mm-hmm. There's nobody, nobody can, well, Spider-Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it, but Miles Morales is in that game, and I think this game's gonna do really well. But not on the cover, And though. the sequel's probably, it's, nah, he's not on the cover, right, right. but. That's how they do I mean, it. I don't know. They I do us. Put Tom Brady NPC. on the cover, put Tom anyway, Brady on the cover. I'm not buying it. Yeah, they put Peyton Manning on the cover, mm-hmm. that's what they do, that's what they do with us, ain't it? Mm-hmm. They love to put us on the back cover, don't they? karen is there like this is there like a an allegiance like because some people are like i'm just xbox or i just like ps4 mm. or is it just like i know people argue over that yeah. some people i think have both yeah some people do some people have all three yeah there's an allegiance i don't have that's not what i'm talking about i'm just talking about i don't have a ps4 but also, yeah. I'm not getting one for Spider-Man just because that game looks like trash. I, I don't see why both of those things can't Stop be true. Lying. Okay, well, you just well, you disagree. Should be getting it for, you should be getting it for The Last of Us, but oh, that that's God, a whole nother oh, that, oh, that God story. Of Wars. But mm-hmm. God of War is great. I haven't I haven't finished it. I just I just bought a, um external hard drive to add more um, memory like the two terabyte thing so i'm trying yeah, to i have that on I'm my trying to xbox my yeah the xbox it's so good it, it is y'all and then the xbox has that free game program shit where you just fucking it's way more games than any human being is gonna ever be able to play correct and every month they just keep adding or whatever so like yeah I you can just download those and so I, now my hard drive mm-hmm. is almost fucking full and it's two terabytes and it's just full of these fucking games i don't even know if i'll ever get to play them but uh yeah anyway man and, and back to the Nicki Minaj I'm sorry yeah. I just had to I just had to say something yeah no 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 that's okay I, anyway um Mona Scott Young has no room to talk and that was the only point of me bringing that up like who the fuck are you to tell somebody yeah. not to fight like I'm so sad y'all didn't get a check out that fight that is crazy <laughs> fighting for free that's the only room she got to talk um alright let's move into some other topics guys um I'm gonna skip fucking with black people today uh even though i'm sure can we do white people news 
I that is exactly where mm-hmm. I was going. That's exactly that. where I was oh, going. Oh, nice. You know, normally that's my favorite segment of the show. Normally, nobody requests it because they know I have to play a cover of white people uh, bastardizing some black art. But I, I appreciate Chris yes. going all the way in and being like, fuck it. This is what I want to see. This is the content I came here for. And uh, that's why Chris is one of my faves. And one of y'all's faves, too. <laughs> because y'all know deep down inside, y'all love this shit. And y'all just like to pretend to be upset. Uh, today is no different. Uh, it's actually a cover of uh, Chris Chris, uh, Chris, and my one of our favorite um, artists, Childish Gambino. Uh-oh. All right. Who's on tour right now. Yeah, Brad, Brad. You can feel it's interesting on a delicious if it's like summer. I feel like summer. Ooh, I feel like summer. content the world no. needs we appreciate not it. bad <laughs> yeah about 900 views you know um all right now it's getting the white he's got more away. more views than he's got more views than some of my stand-up see what i'm saying <laughs> like we think about the positives let's situate on the positives man yeah. um yeah now of course uh it's time for white people news trump didn't do anything that I saved articles for, so we'll just skip him. Uh, yeah, just know he fucking cool. up. Just know he yeah. out here fucking up something. Yeah, I'm sure he's fucking up. I have it. Something with the hurricane, probably. Oh, that's what it was. He uh, fucking lied about Hurricane Maria's death tolls. But y'all put that psychopath yeah. in charge of the country. You knew he was a liar. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, all these people acting yep. appalled and shit. I'm like, for what? Who you? Right. 
who you acting surprised for we you don't gotta perform for me boo why are you mad young right why are you mad young that's y'all's man uh jennifer anderson mm-hmm. jennifer anderson and white people we do like news uh she dons a chic all-black ensemble for her stars for a star-studded netflix emmy nominee party oh shit now she's always been highly respected for her fashion choices and on saturday jennifer aniston proved her sartorial medal yet again at the netflix emmy nominee party in los angeles the 49 year old television icon looked as sophisticated as ever in a black sleeveless top sporting several sets of ruffles Mm -hmm. black trousers and a thin black leather belt studded with three rivets completed her demure but chic ensemble she parted her famous mixed blonde tresses on the left and let them fall straight down past her shoulders subtle eyeliner blush and some pale rose lipstick ensured that she was ready for the multitude of photo ops while the party was ostensibly to celebrate those who were part of projects that earned emmy nominations this year it seemed like jen was there thanks to her not yet released show dumpling Oh, she got a Netflix show too? Mm-hmm. I did not okay. know that. Um, who are these people? I, th- you know, uh, I don't know. That's my girl, Sarah oh, Paulson. Yeah, I, Southern I, Looks. Yeah, I know Sarah them. Paulson. Yeah, I know both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who the person... Uh, I, li- I like that is. white dress she rocking. Of course, there were... It is looking nice. There were many other A-listers at the big event. Indeed, Ozark star Jason Bateman, 49, took a photo with Jennifer along with Ted Sarandos, Netflix chief content officer, and both of their spouses. Hold up. I thought I saw a black woman in that picture. Ted got a black wife? Okay, Ted. I'll see you, Ted. Okay, Teddy. Go ahead. I'll see you, Blaze. Who is this? She's just like pretty black wife? Yeah, I I mean, they didn't, you know, they don't know who she is. You know, it's, it's white people news they probably didn't even she might be the ceo of netflix i don't give a fuck they're like oh you had a wife there um but uh yeah i didn't know that that chief content officer had a black wife that might explain some things about strong black lead and uh some of this diversity uh, right maybe so um <laughs> probably <laughs> she's like why y'all ain't got no black people on y'all shows <laughs> <laughs> uh in uh american horror story sensation sarah paulson 43 wild and distinctive white frock with boasted baggy sleeves and pleated skirt element betty gilpin 32 of glow fame stunned in a black velvet dress that barely contained her very apple ample assets oh okay so that's Mm. what that is that's the she's in glow that's betty gilpin yeah she's the lead yeah okay um then who else we got here uh taxi driver legend jody foster 55 looked youthful in the black sheer sleeveless dress dotted with a floral motif uh so is that her who the black dude she with what black dude that's a white dude that's oh. a white woman that's not okay maybe i'm looking at the wrong picture i'm sorry i seen her with a, with a black dude my bad oh you talking about tina fey yes that's, that's not the same okay person. Tina Fey, 48, looked to be having a ball in a black halter neck number, which included what appeared to be leaves protruding from her left shoulder. A good portion of the Fuller House crew was also present. Candace Cameron Bure, 42, definitely turned some heads thanks to her magenta-themed ensemble. That must be her on the left. Candace Cameron Burr. Um, she's in the middle. Candace is in the middle. Oh, she's in the middle? Is she? 
I don't. They, I think they're saying she's. They said she had a magenta ensemble. I think that's her on the left. Like that's magenta, right? Ain't that, that the one that used? Didn't she used to be uh, Jesse's wife? On the, yeah, that's her. I can't. I can't really. Should I? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's her. That's her. Uh, and then Jesse was there with his wife. Um, just you know, uh, John Stamos. He was mm-hmm. there um with his uncle uh jesse. his young thing you know they like him young it's weird they? to call him uncle jesse now that he dating a woman that's like could be his daughter it's just weird uh a white blouse spotted with <laughs> polka dots coordinated perfectly with matching slacks andrea barber 42 kept things slightly lower in a tan dress detailed with white embroidery the trio was completed by Lori laughlin 54 who chose a black number with matching black clutch so that's that's this trio up here these women that's Candace Burr. Uh, who are the other two? Andrea Barber. Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. EVE said Lori. That's Lori Laughlin on the left. All right. And so then, um, who else we got? Uh, Heartthrob John Stamos was, went with a casual midnight blue blazer trouser combo under which he layered a black tee. His partner, Caitlin McHugh, 32, looked smashing in a navy blue strapless dress that fell to her knees stranger things millie bobby brown 14 delighted in the cobalt blue gown covered with silver embroidered foliage okay so that's millie bobby brown so who's this black one mm-hmm. over there? um she's from uh she's on don't tell me handmaid's tale and uh she was on she was who say it's on a, Orange is the New Black. She posed with Orange is the New Black star Samira Wiley, 31, who donned a black blouse and shiny shorts. So, okay, that's who it is. Millie Bobby Brown and, okay, cool. Oh, the Stranger Thing kid was there with the Stranger Thing directors, probably. Um, the Duffer uh, Brothers. Probably, yeah. Yeah, Ross and Matt. The Duffer, Duffy Brothers. Yeah, Duffer Brothers. And they took a, a snap with one of their Stranger Things actors, Gaden Matarazzo, 16 uh annie halls diane keaton 72 uh looked right at home in one of the trademark her trademark suits complete with a fancy hat she stood for a photo with hollywood vets michael douglas 73 and carol king 76 so there you guys go i worked with her this summer carol king carol with carol yeah yeah, yeah that's she was, she's uh, uh she's on um unbreakable kimmy smith right? kimmy schmidt i love her character. yeah yeah she was a she was so sweet. She was really nice. Yeah, I love her character, dog. That's that's one of my faves. Uh Megan Markle. Yeah. Megan Markle. You guys know her. She's uh married to Prince Harry. Um mm-hmm. well she's apparently having a is about to marry into the royal family and become the Duchess of Sussex. I'm sure that's something she never thought would happen to you. Stop. Okay. I don't Random know. ass video. I don't know when play. it started doing that, but right. anyway. So um anyway, she's a rough go of it, guys. She's finding it hard Uh-oh. to to know who to trust, and she's lost touch with her friends. I can see that because of her lifestyle. Like you, you say something, next thing you know, it's all over the tabloids. And her daddy and and sister, they're cutting the the, the white side of the family. Yeah, the white side. Meanwhile, her mom stayed with them the entire fucking summer. Nobody knew. Nope. Her mom stayed with them the entire summer. We only knew because people seen her leaving. It was like, damn, she's still there? It's like, that's right, because she don't talk. Loose lips sink ships, and these white people are out here telling her motherfucking business on the white side of the family. That's why she's like, nope, I won't have no mm-hmm. friends then. Mm-mm-mm. I don't blame her. Mm-mm. 
but yeah she uh megan markle's having a difficult time deciding who she can trust these days since the 37 year old duchess of sussex said i do to prince harry earlier this year relationships she had in her pre-harry days have fallen by the wayside as she struggles to know whom she can let in megan has lost touch with some of her close friends from before the wedding which has been tough a source told people in a new issue she's finding it hard to know who to trust Um, yeah because she's kind of been in in a very difficult uh spot so some of those relationships almost have to not trying to find it got to fall to the wayside like i also feel like being that royalty thing is such a big deal to white people specifically right that uh they probably they probably can't help but talk talk about it you know like it's some like it's a big deal to them right and you know particularly you know they come through her list of friends and trying to figure out how close she she is to these people and they'll probably bombard them ask them questions when the last time y'all talk you know all kinds of shit well i Mm -hmm. i I, I think it's even worse i don't think it's even now i think motherfuckers picking up that phone like hello tmz um i got some inside dirt (laughs) probably Mm-hmm. oh yeah i don't yep. even think it's about like oh they harassed her friends i think her friends you don't know who your friends are because somebody telling her business and she like how the fuck is this getting out correct you know According- like like malia's friends isn't malia the obama sort of that the oldest one yeah yeah which she, one's the oldest yeah she, yeah, her, that's her her white yeah, she needs some new friends because i'm looking at her like baby no yeah they they be like yeah. taking pictures of her like smoking cigarettes and shit like right. they, they they evil yeah it's like what the like Elizaville is like yeah. at least if it was black friends it would just stay on black twitter you know like if it was, <laughs> she had she had black friends they would yeah. still talk about it but it would be a very small circle of just niggas on twitter mad you know um yeah. according to the magazine she cut her circle of friends down to, to a select few who she knows are trustworthy with so many leaks to tabloids and her own family frequently talking to the press about her it makes sense that she would limit her relationships to people who won't blab to news outlets as anonymous sources with inside scoops uh though these trustworthy friends include her makeup artist danielle martin or daniel martin and her stylist best friend uh jessica mulroney whom she secretly flew out to toronto in august to visit uh there's a small group of us that check in with her and see how she's doing but she's still the same person martin told people nigga you talking right now though anyway being guarded is hardly new for members of the royal family earlier this year royal observer patricia treble told vanity fair you look at all the senior royals and they're incredibly careful about whom they're friends with they end up having lots of acquaintances or people who know them in quotes another royal watcher emily how's that a professional fucking job royal watcher wow Mm -hmm. what do you do for a living i just watch the royals man like see what they up to and shit you know you say white people care so much (laughs) get paid uh told that she told the magazine that post wedding megan getting used to a lot of discreet social life she is going to be seen and speaking to her most trusted friends just as before uh then there's her family while her mother doria raglan recently made the move to the uk to be closer to her daughter she's very publicly estranged from much of the rest of her flesh and blood her dad thomas markle has continued to criticize her and her new husband to the press while her half-sister makes rude remarks on social media it was very wearing wearing on her it's her private life a source told people to of the family scandal the beginning of marriages are not that easy but to have that impetus of your own family being disloyal is horrible and embarrassing 
Yeah, and ain't nobody came out and called them thugs, have they? No. no. Just this week, Megan's sister Samantha took to Twitter to coin a nasty schoolyard nickname for her and attack her yet again. I am not candy coating anything anymore. The Dutcher should i guess oh dutch ass she put two s's like you dutch ass should be humane to our father who has given her everything and this media crap can stop samantha tweeted on monday she was the one who was always he was the one who was always there for her fake waves and smiles can stop the dutch ass can bow to the daddy yeah both of y'all insane they only got one picture together her and her sister oh man the white people showing their ass bro right and they just mad cause they, and they were doing shit did one of them they just doing shit just trying to profit off of her position but she's supposed to be okay with that man at one point during her rant samantha claimed the duchess of sussex uh wasn't much different than trump clearly failing to see the irony that it was her not megan coming up with trump-esque insults on twitter he thinks he can shoot someone and still get votes she can dump an entire family both sides and a best friend of 30 years and ignore it and be popular sad she tweeted did she even put sad like trump that's ironic samantha continued with the comparison in another tweet as she hit back at one critic and proclaimed that she had the right to express her feelings about megan she was the one who crapped on both sides of the family and she wants everyone to be quiet and not respond she wrote i'm not surprised trump said he could shoot someone and still get votes same mentality here she also repeatedly referenced megan's former best friend ninaki pretty pretty has also been more than happy to speak to the media about the duchess sorry folks there's no valid or good argument in favor of inhumane treatment of both sides of the family and a best friend of 30 years samantha wrote the childhood friends had a falling out after pretty who was megan's maid of honor at the first at their first one disapproved of how she broke things off with her film producer husband, trevor ingleson in december of last year pretty spoke to the daily mail about the end of the friendship i don't believe she gave him enough of an opportunity i think there was an element of out of sight out of mind for megan and the way she handled it trevor definitely had the rug pulled out from under him he was hurt i tried to get details from her but she wouldn't tell me what came to light what came to light after trevor and i spoke ended my friend with megan all i can say now is that i think megan was very calculated was calculated very calculated in the way she handled people and relationships she is very strategic in the way she cultivates circles of friends once she decides you're not part of her life she can be very cold it's this shutdown mechanism she has there's nothing to negotiate she made her decision and that's it she said i have a question if she's so mean and cruel to both sides of the family why is only the white side showing their asses right also why um were you her best friend for 30 years if she was such such a bitch <laughs> y'all were best friends it's, for 30 years it's just jealousy man god that's yep. why that's why she that's why her circle's tight now Mm-hmm. she really got the like this, she got the ultimate like king of white men for a lot of white people mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing more insulting than this black woman getting the icon of, of whiteness you know what i mean so it's like he's so he's there like what idris or yeah i guess uh, who's the who the black, who the black woman like now idris um michael b jordan probably maybe I michael don't know. b jordan yeah, like yeah. like like you know how you hear shit where it's like michael b jordan got a white woman and there's certain people yeah, that like, yeah. fuck that shit or whatever like well most of us don't care right but but the difference yeah. being here is i really do think 
there's no comparison that we can really present because this was a literally like a royal white dude right like you know what i'm saying like we don't have a royal black like you have people that like people go oh he's fine or oh you know yes king or whatever but he ain't like no fucking there's no royalty around him it's just a nigga that look good right this is some other shit man she like (laughs) won the white woman prize dog like oh yeah like this is like the game of bachelor that tv show the bachelor mm-hmm. except with an right. actual fucking dude that is handsome and rich and famous and all this shit and white women have been idolizing it and feel, seeing it as their For place years as their rightful place in the monarchy yeah. and like of course none of them would ever do something like besmirch the fucking honor of that white family with a black woman and he fucking did and now she's paying the price these motherfuckers hate her mm-hmm. her own family her friends like this shit is weird man like just be happy and shut yeah. the fuck up. Um, that's exactly what I. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, like just be happy for your. Hate friend. on her. Hate on her as. Hate on her as Sunday, but like. Yeah. I gotta do this shit on. What happened to text exchange? The rags. Can't you hate on this motherfucking text yeah. or something? Like, can't you group chat? Start a group chat about like, man, fuck Megan or something. Like, you ain't gotta tell people. Like, you telling People Magazine to leave you cool? Fuck you. Speaking of white on, <laughs> speaking of white on white violence, Deborah Messing tells Susan Sarandon to shut the fuck up over Trump as Sarandon calls her self righteous. Ooh, mm-hmm. she. Messing be having the time, young. Mm-hmm. She be like, ju- like chiming in on a lot of stuff. She's out here spilling that. English that you wouldn't think she would. She out here spilling, spilling that English tea. Come on, that Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Deborah Messing. Did you see her in? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm... Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you see her in Searching? No, nah, I haven't mm-hmm. seen Searching yet. I heard it's the good movie. though. Searching is dope. It's one of the it's one of the better movies of the best. I, one of my favorites of the year, actually. I had to check. You know, it out, like man. Crazy Rich Asians was yeah, it was dope. But like, you know, like it, but John Cho doing his thing and like just a just uh, it's dope. Sorry, sorry. No, nah, sorry. Um, <laughs> good. It's it's all good. Uh, Deborah Messing is taking on Susan Sarandon again over her views of President Trump. The two who feuded all the way back, all the way up to the 2016 election and continued to trade words after Trump's win reignited their spat on Wednesday with Messing 50 slamming Sarandon over a video in which she tells Variety that the Trump presidency has inspired women to run for office. This is a revolution, Sarandon said. Maybe things had to get so bad before real change actually could happen. We just had to stay awake. Shut the fuck up, Susan Messing tweeted. Oh, yes please let's give trump credit i mean how else are you able to walk out on the street convince yourself that this this catastrophe of a president who you said was better than hillary clinton is not ripping children away from parents seeking asylum sarandon 71 was quick to respond tweeting debs before you get yourself all self-righteous try clicking on the video and listen to what i actually say not at variety's clickbait headline which by the way has notation marks that's a clue Mm. Um, and tweets messing countered that people have been inspired to run out of desperation and panic because of Trump. She also took aim at Sarandon opposing Clinton during the 2016 presidential election in favor of Bernie Sanders and then continued to campaign against her when she won the Democratic primary over Sanders. Sarandon has been a vocal critic of the Democratic Party for years while messing was a vocal supporter of Clinton throughout her failed campaign. Mm-mm-mm. It's sad to see these white women fall out like this, you know? No, why, why don't white like women crime? fight? Man. 
You know, know it's fucked up. White celebrities are bickering with each other. Right. You know, like it's uh, the. What about the kids in Wisconsin? That's what I always. What say. about them kids? That's, like <laughs> they got to see this. This they role models. This is who they got to look up to. That these white women that spending all day on the internet calling each other out and fighting. Mm-mm-mm. Where the daddies? Yeah, where are the fathers? You know, this is what happens yeah. when when these white men aren't involved in the household. This is the kind of thing that we have to deal with. You know, somebody got to raise these children, and it's not going to be Susan Sarandon yeah. and Deborah Messing. Apparently, that's right. Mm-mm-mm. It's a damn shame, man. Mm-mm-mm. <sighs> but uh, let me move on to the next article. Um, oh, we almost had the break too. I'm gonna have to make another session, and we'll we'll move over. Okay. Uh, I just give okay. me, give me a couple seconds to do that. Um, and matter of fact, let me pause now so we can just do that now, and then Chris won't get confused. Hold on. And we are back. Um, now let's get back to some more white people news. Okay. Nice. A lot of white people. Oh, Rod, let me uh, before we get back in the white people news. Did yeah. you guys when you got the Tomb Raider? Did you get a limited edition flashlight? Ooh. No, I I just got the. Uh, I just get all my games digital, so I just got the. Uh, oh, okay. I just got the digital, like whatever the biggest, uh, the 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 season pass version, the ninety nine dollar. I got that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I got. Okay. So I don't okay, know. Did you like go to GameStop or something that give you a flashlight or something? Yeah, I got the GameStop, and I <laughs> and I I couldn't get it on opening day, and they were like, I was like, oh, you, uh, you know, I'm gonna be out of town. Is do I still get the flashlight? And he was like, "Yes, you fucking nerd." <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> and then he and then he told you why he told you why the flashlight wasn't even cool or some stupid shit because they. Those, and then okay, he pushed we, me into the lockers. Those, those right. gay, well, those GameStop dudes are just horrible salesmen. Like they, right? They try to outsell you on shit. You be like, um, I was gonna oh, buy it, but now dude, I'm not. Like he almost had, yo, he almost had me walking out with a four terabyte hard drive. Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, the $14 whatever the fuck pass. Mm. He, he almost got me, huh? He almost got That's me. That's how it happens. Nah, normally when I try to buy yep. something, they try to talk me out of it. I stop going up there. Because I'd be like, yeah, I want to get... Um, oh, wow. Listen, your husband, Co, who we love Why here on this show, he told us last time he was here, you were know. going through oh, a nightmare. Oh, okay. I, I did not see this. I'm excited about this. Hold on. I, I did not mean for that just to play automatically. God damn it, man. The internet okay. is out. Anyway, um, I per- I'm excited to see what's going on with this. What I was going to say is that every time I go up there to buy something, they would just try to talk me out. I'm like, yeah, let me get that new Final Fantasy 13. They'd be like, Final Fantasy? So you're not a Warcraft goo? You're not going to get, you ain't going to get that World of Warcraft? I'm like, nigga, I'm trying to put $50 in your pocket. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wow. You're, so you're yeah. Destiny? You like I Destiny? That really? Because Destiny. I mean, you like Destiny more than Dragon Age. I'm like, I didn't want to get in an argument about it. I just, <gasps> I, I just showed up. Like the, com- to- like the comic book guy on The Simpsons? Yeah, they do that a lot, man. So I, I like, actually, this, the, the reason we call our spinoff show about nerd culture, Nerd Off, started because every time I go in a GameStop, be two niggas arguing over some shit. Right, in the corner. Arguing, like, with the sales and the people that work there. I'm like y'all are arguing too hard to sell me a product. I just want a product. I don't 
like this doesn't have to be a conversation i don't give a fuck about what's better star wars or star trek i literally just want to play my video <laughs> game so yeah that's why i, I think i talk too much when i'm there mm. that's because you don't have any outlet i'm like hey you you too that's busy. probably true I don't you're have too any. busy trying to tell us to call the rest of us nerds and not talk about it so you got to go in there and talk to I know. about nerd shit because that's <laughs> that's your friends now well since you haven't had me on the nerd off i i have don't have anybody else to talk well you know to. what you can always come on with us and mm-hmm. uh talk nerd shit i mean if you got three hours on a friday to burn uh we're there like every other friday just talk when do you we'll talk about it off mic but yeah, yeah i want to do it i want right. i'll do it all right we'll do it man you know we'll make it happen um so donald glover stopped inviting allison Bree to parties after this drunken incident which when it wanted to autoplay was cool but then as soon as i hit pause <laughs> the motherfucking video won't come back up so i don't know oh, shit. what i'm supposed to do with this shit um oh. anyway i'll just read it fuck it back when community was on the air donald glover threw a party it was several of his castmates in attendance but allison Bree might have gotten a little too rowdy at the atlanta creator so- soiree while on the late late show with james corden brie explained an incident that happened at one of glover's parties the party was going swimmingly everybody was having a great time and at one point i decided to just yell out to the whole party and be like hey everyone watch this i might have been a little drunk everyone stops what they're doing turns to me and i proceed to throw my body backwards onto a lamp and possibly break said lamp co-star danny pooty helped her up while brie invited everyone to go back to their business pooty inquired um just what she planned to do said i was like i guess i thought i was gonna do that thing when you're standing you just throw yourself backwards onto your hands and you kick your legs up and flip it back up and i don't really remember going to many of donald's parties after that ouch Mm -mm -mm. i don't blame her I mean, I don't blame him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want you back in my house if you're breaking shit. Come on. Now I think we should. Now I think we should cancel uh, Donald Glover because mm-hmm. he. Uh, I hate to say this because he kicked a white starlet out of his house. Yeah, and I f- he doesn't invite I her. This gets him. I don't un- know about this, Rod. This might get him uncanceled. I think he should promote this more. Like the, the some of the the wokes <laughs> have been canceling him over having a white woman and trying to put like Michelle Obama in his videos and stuff so maybe we get him to say hey i kicked this white woman out of my house and then maybe they'll give him some credit i don't know probably right um i'm not married yet Haley baldwin and justin bieber are picture in new york after denying a courthouse wedding but keep quiet on rumors of impending ceremony in canada justin bieber really out here trying to hmm. get get married is this the same chick from before or a different one say uh well he's had a lot of women but this is the the last time we talked about him we were talking about Haley Baldwin and there was a phone call where he looked just dis- like he was distraught on a, and people thought maybe they were breaking up or something. Oh, okay. Uh somebody said he looked like Joe Dirt now on my Facebook page Aww. and I can't not see it. That's what I was saying. He kinda looks like David Spade. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you get and I, mean, and, I and I don't know if it's that he looks like David Spade or he's just with a seventeen year old actress. Like um <laughs> How how old is he? I don't know. In his twenties. That's a David Spade joke. 
Oh, oh, Davis. Okay. I'm yeah, sorry. this is a this is a Davis Fade likes likes the same type of chick over and over joke. Oh, that's who he. Okay, okay. Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber left her Brooklyn apartment holding hands on Friday as the model spoke out to deny that they've already tied the knot. The outing came after the duo were seen at the New York City courthouse in th- on Thursday, going in front of a judge and sparking speculation they are already legally married. But the 21 year old blonde beauty took to Twitter on friday to say i understand where the speculation is coming from but i'm not married yet and as they stepped out on friday there were no wedding bands to be seen uh i think they they are gonna they are married probably legally and uh i think they're probably married because they're both kind of religious and uh this is the only way justin can hit that so uh it's now rumored that the couple who started dating in june will have a ceremony in canada next week people have reported that the couple had already tied the knot inside the courthouse with the help of a judge they had to throw in a party at a later date and despite Haley's denial that they are already wed people claim via sources connected to the couple that is simply the case that is simply the case that the tommy hill figure model doesn't consider herself officially married yet a source said Haley feels a civil <coughs> a civil ceremony and their real wedding are two separate things so they're legally married probably but not right uh but not until she you know has a a a ceremony what happened at the courthouse is a courthouse thing a legal thing but marriage is two people making a vow before god and the people they love they added the website had earlier reported that the couple made it legal oh thursday at a courthouse which was first reported about tmz they went ahead and did it without listening to anyone a source close to to the site said most of them told the site "Mm, mm." think uh think a prenup was involved in if they uh didn't Mm. talk to anybody Mm -mm. no lawyers was involved in that decision somebody said justin bieber's parents got all his money but ain't he an adult now Mm -hmm. like he's 24 yeah i just i just looked it up yeah how's that possible for them to still have all his money he a grown-ass man uh the the people source said also said that they will have a wedding party later they're going to have a big blowout in front of god and everyone they love uh said the insider who has been called a religious source so the preacher i guess i guess so i mean justin did justin did find jesus people forget he got baptized like three years ago and he was talking about it on on instagram and shit yeah he got dipped in the water he don't mess with us niggas no more Mm -hmm. (laughs) he got he got caught he got calling got caught calling us niggas and then they said we gotta baptize the evil spirit out of you Mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta wash that away buddy and to his credit he has been not problematic since i mean he is not them he got caught they had them videos of him singing out niggas and shit and then he got baptized and now he's he's clean i wonder if he's gonna invite Keyshawn johnson to the wedding Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. <laughs> uh tmz claims they will throw their He'll wedding be mad uh, if tmz claims they will throw their wedding bash at a five million dollar mansion in ontario canada he purchased this summer it has four bedrooms featuring a private equestrian facility with stables wow a private equestrian nice facility what the fuck is that it's it's for horses equestrian means horses okay i'm just saying how rich you gotta be to buy a mansion that gives your horses privacy 
like yo we it's crazy like this facility right here this is for the horses this is their own private little thing I, you know and i bet you that was you know how when you buy a house they go through like the descriptions i bet you that was one of them you know they be mm-hmm. like yeah four bedrooms you know eight baths you know private yacht and we got a place for your horses and it comes with its own five eighth mile racetrack a source god mm-hmm, a source added to the site that last month oh. they had pushed their wedding to 2019 but they later had a change of heart and wanted to marry in mid-september tmz also said justin was emotional when he got his marriage license the sorry singer was over her saying in the courtroom through tears i can't wait to marry you baby why did they pick that song the sorry singer <laughs> i get it like the sorry singer but yeah. it's like the yeah. sorry ass singer they blah, love blah, blah, they blah, love blah. doing that it was added by a source yeah. justin said to a court official thanks for keeping it on the dl according to they, they it's not on the dl i mean it's, it's public records like not trying funny you can't keep something like that on dl because once you do something like this it's public records well according to new york state requirements a marriage license is valid for 60 calendar days beginning the day after it's issued what, what does that mean does it what happens on day 61 it's not bad that you have to reapply on September 10th, just, oh, if you don't get official, Sarah, right. okay. On September 10th, Justin was seen with her stepfather, Stephen Baldwin. Uh, they were likely talking over the ceremony. The Canadian crooner and the Arizona born beauty who had, who got engaged on July 7th, previously dated off and on again in 2015 and 2016, but they've been inseparable ever since June eyebrows raised at the hillsong church duo who met first in 2009 considering justin only split from his on again off again girlfriend since 2010 pop diva selena gomez six months ago now that the two are reportedly married they will likely settle down uh justin wants to make his full-time home in canada Mm. no complaints here he needs to get out of la in the nyc scene He's trying to climatize what a normal life should look like. He feels most at peace at home. Well, good luck to those two crazy kids. It's good to see. It's good to see that white love still exists, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, because it's white people to just be so mean to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see all these, like, you see all these breakups, you know, Brad Pitt, Ben Affleck. It's good to see that there's still some white people out there that truly believe in love and, and mm-hmm. were willing to sacrifice to make it happen on their private horse yeah. estate, you know? Uh, uh, uh. uh, here's a very white story. A tiny in-demand restaurant in Maine asked for reservations by note card and then they got 20,000 of them. Some ways to secure a seat at a restaurant in 2018, visit the restaurant's website. Visit a third-party website, email, use an app, call, stand in line, hire someone to stand in line, buy tickets from a restaurant, buy scout tickets at a premium, buy reservations from a website that made reservations before you realize you needed reservations. Well, this year, Aaron French decided that there would be only one way to make a reservation at The Lost Kitchen, her restaurant in the hometown of Freedom, Maine, population 731 people. How she get more, more invites than people to live there? you have to send a postcard which means you got to go through the regular slow ass mail the lost kitchen is in a historic mill across footbridge a footbridge and over a waterfall in the middle of nowhere french's words is home to one of the hardest restaurant 
reservations in america and french uh trying to inject some old-fashioned main sensibility into the 21st century scramble took the process off the grid the chef and owner wasn't trying to be precious the lost kitchen seats 40 to 45 diners with just one seating per night for nine months of the year and a menu that changes nightly but serves everyone the same thing so they're not even open up for the whole year what do you mean wow you said nine months of the yeah. year all right so i'm like y'all not even open up for the whole year uh we care for 45 people on an evening really really well and i can work four days a week working those 18 hour days and that's as much as i can do and that's all i can do she says soon after the restaurant's 2014 opening french received international attention for the convivial dinner party atmosphere and focus on main flavors and ingredients reservation requests were immediately steady for such dishes as roasted garlic scape and spinach soup with smoked ricotta basil sprouts and fried chai blossom of course the then, whitest meal ever gotta, gotta have that chai blossom y'all come on i mean she fried it up too shit i, I bet you that meal is probably flames <laughs> can't get that at no prices chicken coop Mm-mm. then in 2017 oh. <laughs> 2017 after the publication of french's best-selling cookbook the lost kitchen recipes and a good life found in freedom maine the reservation situation became overwhelming when french opened the phones to take reservations for the season at midnight april 1st 2017 phone calls came pouring in the voicemail box filled uh held only 40 messages and it kept filling up faster than it could be empty people drove to the restaurant 90 miles from portland with love warm bread and apple butter to get reservations on the books oh shit the apple the alarm the apple butter y'all. yeah they was trying to butt up and hey, you know what apple butter is flames with some cornbread i know i sound okay. old and white with some cornbread one of our favorite Ooh. places actually serve that when you come in uh they have like these cornbread uh that they bring in a basket some fresh cornbread with some apple butter and you spread it i feel like i'm about 90 years old but i love that shit that shit is good it's All right. good the alarm system started wailing in the basement because um, it couldn't call out the freedom fire what? department was called what chris no that's uh you got me on that karen yeah the apple butter good. that apple butter mm-hmm. i've sp- never had it oh so good they're here starting riots <laughs> trying to trying to get into the restaurant at the end of the week ten thousand phone calls had come in and those were people who could get past the busy signals wow jesus oh so no wonder why they was like nah. what's their yelp what's their yelp what's the name of this place again the, the lost kitchen the lost kitchen in maine mm-hmm this for a restaurant owner who had only recently grudgingly launched a website french knew she had to come up with a better system one that was authentic to her everyone thought they had this figured out for me oh just go on open table oh just you know go to a website you know this is a system that was created by men who were running these really big restaurants do i follow that path or do i just make my own system the lost kitchen staff was for years all female french recently hired a male dishwasher french wanted to make sure the method wouldn't be chaotic for her staff and would maintain the lost kitchen's peaceful vibe when the restaurant announced it would be accepting reservation requests only on three by five note cards postmarked between march 31st and april 10th oh shit she was like you missed that deadline i'm sorry for you giving giving would-be diners an extra day for easter 
french expected six thousand to eight thousand requests the lost kitchen received almost twenty thousand from all over the world the letters arrived in waves into the tiny the tiny freedom post office which operated on reduced hours because of postal service cutbacks on the first day i walked in the door and kayla who was at the post office was kind of smirking at me french filled her car with five bins of mail that day all the requests were from maine the next day the letters were from massachusetts and new hampshire and so on only name and address were required but guests went way further creating tiny sketches or watercolors kelly ledbetter an artist painted a picture of the building writing heartfelt notes about the need for comforting lost kitchen experience during a difficult time in a marriage telling triumphant stories about successful organ transplants wow you know them post off people was red hot they started getting that shit in there they was like god damn what did you do they're like, what do we mean? He's like, now we gotta work. Shit, yeah, he ain't doing nothing. My, the thing that's killing me <laughs> is I'm trying to imagine writing a fucking hardship letter on a postcard so I can get some fucking food. You know, like my, a like you trying to get into college or some shit, right? Like an essay. <laughs> Last year during the cancer, I found out that my wife, <laughs> my beautiful bride, was having an affair, and only lost kitchen food can fix this. <laughs> Yo. I am I am on their Yelp page. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, and I'm not used normally a dessert guy. Mm-hmm. They have this thing called pear cornbread upside down cake. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds like Bro, flames, like, dog. If if you maybe let me try to let me I'm gonna put the picture. Shit, let me get my postcards. Let it, me get my postcards out. On what? It, I'm black. It's picture. Y'all owe me. <laughs> Life is hard as a black man in America. That's what my postcard gonna say. Black Lives Matter, life is hard, and it would be quite racist if I couldn't get a reservation. I don't give a damn how many people send them in. Oh, that looks delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very like, it's very presentational, very flowery. What's their, um, that looks just so, I'll put it in, uh, I'll put it on the screen, but what is their, uh, Yelp rating by chance? Four. Four? Oh, hell. Oh, hell. This shit ain't a solid five. What does it take to get a five on you? 20 reviews. Wait, it only got 20 reviews? 27. That's it? Yeah, because most people just go there to eat. They don't leave it, which I think is wild. I mean, I'm definitely yelping, yo. What's the lowest review? What's the lowest score? (laughs) Somebody waited a year in line and was like, a two out of five. Shit was just all right. I'm seeing all five stars right now. Oh, okay. Damn. Um, It does look pretty good. Don't it though? Mm Mm-hmm. It does look damn. They really Oh God, what is this? I don't know. Look like a leaf. Baby lettuce head salad. See this one of those things where they do fancy shit like this where you know it's not really you gotta make the salad yourself because they didn't finish it. Duh! Like when y'all gonna chop any of this up? You just put leaves in. But y'all niggas ain't got no chicken tenders in this joint. Yep. Yeah, everybody got you disgusted. Everybody gets the same thing too. So I just want to bring some black people there and be mad. Hey man, so he'll have the chicken nuggets. Okay, he don't eat nothing but chicken nuggets, really. So, (laughs) well, sir, tonight we only have cream corn lobster bisque. Okay, so y'all got no chicken nuggets in our restaurant. I mean, come Look on. at their fried chicken on picture number 30. Oh, what's that? Basil, peach, sorbet. 
Oh shit! You said picture number thirty. How do I get to thirty? I guess yeah. I just keep clicking. Oyster with green thirty apple, out of thirty-five. net lamb chop. Oh, with they a do flour that. on top. Flower shit. Uh, and it's beautiful. Like the what? the area around it looks amazing. Heirloom tomato salad. Once again, not Ooh. really finished. Not really finished. Uh, this is what this says. What was this photo? That's not even a description, Rachel. And you put the photo on there. What does he mean? Was this photo? The, another was is this, this photo, photo helpful? Oh, or not helpful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Where's picture thirty? That's nice. Pre-dinner cheese board. That's interesting looking. White people eating. White people standing. <laughs> uh, duck three yeah. ways. Ooh, duck three ways. That sounds like a that look good. Menage a duck. Yes. Yep. Owner and chef making magic. Fried chick. Oh. Yeah, it looks kind of. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't look like public, sir. Yeah, I'd rather do no prices. I, I'd rather do prices. <laughs> no, no offense. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's like some, some, you ain't got to fancy up everything. So some shit is, is yeah, like, it's already done. Just, that's all. That's like this time I went. This, so there, I I talked about this on my show, but there's this uh, place in upstate New York in Saratoga Springs called called Hattie's Chicken, Hattie's oh, Fried yeah. Chicken. It's like Louisiana mm-hmm. style or whatever. Good, good chicken, good food, or whatever. I uh, in July I had a gig, kind of close, not really that close, but I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Hattie's on my way up to um, to the gig that I'm doing. And when I I went there, it was closed for a private brunch, mm-hmm. and then I had to go somewhere. I was like, well, I'm hungry. I got to eat something. And I saw this place. Oh, they have chicken and waffles. And it did not, it, it was so weird, dude. It was this weird, it was not good. And that shit cost almost 50 bucks. And cause I had to tip and I didn't want to be, I was the only black dude in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was just a disheartening experience. Yeah. I feel you on chicken. The thing about, and I love, I'm a sucker for good chicken and waffles, but the thing about it is that mm-hmm. a lot of times these white folks don't make no good chicken and waffles. Like you'd be like, dog, what the fuck is this? I'm gonna go on a limb here, guys. I don't think chicken and waffles is that good. I said it. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Mm. It's hard. I mean, it's it's overrated. Like, uh, I mean, it's overrated. I'm kind of like I'm kind of like on the fit. Like it's it's fine. Like I'm not like I'm like oh my god. But it, when it when it's good, like you shouldn't be able to mess up chicken. I, listen, like, I'm not. I think it's a combination. It's an overrated combination. I'd rather have chicken and fries or a waffle with breakfast than chicken and a waffle together. That it doesn't make sense. It's like chicken and pancakes or some shit. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And I'm fine with that too. Yeah, nobody sells those. Um, no, they don't. Right, because they don't go together. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It's like some quirky shit a nigga did on the West Coast one time, and then mm-hmm. everybody started copying it. But chicken and waffles is overrated to me. Yeah. As a combo, I love them both separately. Yeah. But I mean, because then what? Yeah, I'm, I I'm putting syrup on my chicken now. What am I doing? I'm putting yeah. When you do that, putting hot sauce good. on my waffle. What am I doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay, here we go. What the bullshit. Now let me ask you guys this: you This look. is something that I've that I've um and and for the listeners too. These places like Maine and like these nice quaint little towns, to me, they're like really beautiful. 
I just don't think I would be welcome there. Right. Yo, this happens a lot on my Yelp experience where mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that place looks nice, but I don't know. I feel like I'm going to go in there and not get served. So, and Yeah. <laughs> Like oh, but but you know what? I've given a few places a try, and uh I've only really had bad experiences at a couple of places since I started yelping. And uh for oh. the most part, it's rewarding. You know, we drove all the way out to Davidson one time, and oh, that was had one of the best meals I ever had in my life. The so best fucking meal. Glad ever. I gave it a try. I would have never done that without Yelp. So shout out to them. Yeah, you were like best places in Charlotte. This place is out. So I was like this ain't charlotte because i just thought it was davidson street i was like no they don't mind the city of davidson but it looks uh it, it looks like this place the, the pictures i right, showed you right small place like it, that it yeah. looks like like the pic the ambiance the food everything it looks fancy like that and, 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 that. and it's similar it's seasonal the menu constantly changes, changes every day they probably like grow their own herbs outside they do grow their own herbs outside we saw it um no but, that this place probably does too oh yeah yeah so it, it, anyway all that to say like uh you know you never know like they might they might welcome us in there but yeah i do look for niggas in them pictures when they show the crowd me too and i didn't see none yeah Uh, because i drive a lot and i like driving through all that shit and it's like beautiful and all this stuff and you just kind of wonder like right but yeah uh it took three weeks for the restaurant to draw enough cars from the bins to fill the reservations and cars were picked by anyone who was around it could have been a ups man if he was in the day that our kids went in those days a few hot pink ones things with amphibians and glitter got chosen yeah the night i visited boston resident chris Brunel, who drew a wreath of utensils and produce told me she was happy to mail a card i definitely wouldn't have wanted to keep re redialing and all that it was so nice to just go the old-fashioned route it was neat to anticipate and wait for the day of the call starting to come and see if i was going to get a call and when the number popped up on my phone my heart started to race and i was like no way <laughs> ali <laughs> ali olivier said she has she has tried to get a reservation for three years and never really got to leave a message Ooh. or con- connect with somebody this year she was an over on an overnight train in vietnam when she saw a 207 area code on her cell phone there was an echo and they could hardly hear each other can you hear me can you hear me we want the reservation don't let it go olivier said she shouted on the train um there are haters the french said french says some people found a reservation system pretentious what what oh word i'm surprised <laughs> french people calling people pretentious <laughs> well her last name is french but she says some people said oh french, shit yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah uh i wasn't trying to be cool she says i was just trying to survive plus french sees her system as a kind of natural selection there are certain people who have very short fuses and don't have much patience and i don't think those people would enjoy being here um i think this goes above me on but okay uh feeding people at restaurants is an emotional transaction as well as a financial one and another benefit to the new system is that french gets to connect with her diners long before they arrive she looks at the postcards when she arrives to start cooking i'm thinking about whose dinner i'm making she leaves the postcards out for the staff and says all right here's who we're feeding tonight we have a sense of she gonna get a damn movie i can tell that already mm-hmm. a tv show something netflix series yeah this gonna be something 
all right here's who we're feeding tonight we have a sense of who these people are before they even come in the door it's particularly helpful in a restaurant where it's tough to be a regular and after the night is over the car remains as an artifact from the emotional transaction of dinner that night before i could see her holding on to him yeah how could you possibly be a regular at this restaurant That's oh a- there's no way yeah she said tough to be a regular don't you mean impossible how the fuck impossible like your husband maybe or something like that your your kids like who the fuck is eating here every night they sending postcards every day like mm-hmm. even now after all the cards have been drawn for the season ben still crowd french's small office letters keep coming even though the deadline is long past and the structures have been removed from the website the 2018 season ends early in october so french can work on her next book called finding freedom which <laughs> with Celadon books about building the lost kitchen which means <laughs> i'm sorry did we why do- her book got the same name as like a civil rights book uh, this is a civil rights movement um <laughs> uh, she already said she only had all all females till she had the, the the one affirmative action pick up finding freedom by deray mckesson and also this lady like what how you gonna do that oh. right we lost chris i think oh shit okay um let me see if i can get them back on screen i don't know what happened uh did his connection go down or something uh let me see if he texts me anything nope um all right let's see what i can do sorry about this guys in the chat no i mean uh, uh, i didn't realize he got cut off yeah and, uh the way her books and shit be sounding yeah this is gonna be a movie a series they're gonna do something off of this later i'll say it's set to that connecting so i guess he got disconnected for a second maybe he had to refresh mm-hmm. you might have to send the invite again because periodically it's done that to me before in the past uh okay recent invite all right i will try to do that oh i don't even see him in the chat right now okay. or it's not on page one Ugh. sorry about this everybody at home i know right i was gonna start wrapping up soon um this will not happen at the live show he will he will he'll be on stage the whole time oh he said he can't he can't hear us i just invited him again oh he can't hear us okay i just sent him the invite again yeah i don't know if you said that works i hear i can hear y'all okay uh but he just can't but we can't see him on the screen or anything Mm -mm. all right try refreshing chris try refreshing see if that works uh that was weird or is weird i guess hopefully he refreshes it'll fix it uh i'll finish uh yeah somebody said the title of her book sound like a common album oh um and yeah so she says and to remember that all this is required it requires the name and the address plenty of car those charts are chosen too everyone who sent one of these it's like a little piece of hope french said as she looked over the cards at the dinner service and a little stamp it's like letters of hope to freedom <laughs> could she take herself a little more seriously right Jesus. yeah that's why a lot of people are like hey you know you just could have did this shit online and they just shut it down once you got full right yeah i i mean well she it sounds like because of the hype around it even that was just too much yeah i, mean, I, I, I can understand that too what if somebody cancels or something people still gonna you know people don't follow instructions karen we know this we've been living we've been doing this show long enough that's true to know that um so yeah I'm, 
that's crazy yeah not too funny she feel like if you go through all this when you get that phone call it's gonna be something that you are actually literally waiting on you're not right. gonna, you're not gonna be bullshitting and wasting my time and it's one of those things where to an extent i kind of understand because if you make it quote-unquote too convenient like you say you have this stuff booked you could have had somebody else in that spot all right uh yeah i don't know chris said he could hear us and that's the last thing i saw i don't know if he uh refreshed and still in the chat or, or what i'm not sure i don't know if you could see him in the chat or not let me see yeah i, I see him in the chat i'm gonna try removing him and inviting him again okay um let's see how do i invite him on the screen no i don't want to ban him what the fuck no uh, it's like kick him out all right let me try it's like be gone let me try inviting them from the second page um sorry about this everybody this is uh, and 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 that sounds quirky but okay i think he is refreshing all right but no, go ahead no problem and I, and and i guess for her to an extent i know it's pretentious but i guess i can understand she's like look i got this little ass restaurant i'm being bombarded motherfuckers showing up with, with apple butter and 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 uh bread fucking blocking traffic like I, I can't do this like something has to simplify this process yeah it's not i mean she kind of made it this way I, I don't know why it couldn't just be a restaurant that people c- come in the door and go to i mean she kind of wanted it to be a upscale get a reservation type restaurant right and it was uh, well that's true yeah yeah you could have been like no reservations you show up you show up yeah i mean and you know once you're full you're full but it's one of the things which i guess to an extent i guess to an extent i understand that because you got people running with apple buddy and all this other bullshit people will still do that <laughs> and the fact that you're like we're not taking any more people right and she's like stop this well in restaurant news um gordon ramsay is in the news a new orleans restaurant sues gordon ramsay over kitchen nightmares uh hasn't we ain't this didn't this dude get like divorced from his wife or, or was that another dude one of them dudes one of them food network dudes i can imagine him getting divorced from his wife just me because, too but i don't know i don't know that he did but i can I, imagine I, I think gordon ramsey getting divorced just because the way he talked to people if he talked to somebody like that he married to then i would have to fucking kill that nigga in his sleep okay somebody said that was bobby flay okay i yeah. knew one of them dudes got separated or something like that yeah yeah i didn't think it was him either but i can i mean i don't know how any woman would stay married to a dude that's like like you better not bring that shit home come on what the fuck is going on with this kitchen i'm like nigga i'm about to choke you in your sleep uh going got divorced too so that makes sense the popular restaurant in new orleans uh a popular restaurant in new orleans is suing celebrity chef gordon ramsay the show kitchen nightmares fabricated scenes in the 2011 episode to make the restaurant look bad the owners of oceana grill filed the lawsuit on wednesday in the orleans parish civil district court after kitchen nightmares posted a clip from the old episode on facebook last week the clip included an extended scene of ramsey sniffing a container of shrimp in the restaurant's kitchen and then vomiting dramatically it also depicted diners sending dishes back to the kitchen where the head chef brusquely dismissed their complaints as well as ramsey opening a rodent trap to find three dead mice in it i've always wondered how these restaurants even open he goes to a lot of times <laughs> like literally because i've seen this show before and i watched them i'm like are they even fucking passing inspection i guess that's what makes good tv is uh these motherfuckers you know gotta have a shitty restaurant and this is like poly tv magic is 
you know like how far are they willing to go because you know after just if it's just like this restaurant's doing kind of bad it's almost not good tv you know oh, okay. like you almost gotta make it where it's like you know um something for him to get pissed about that's the other thing he's not just going in there and being like all right guys look uh maybe let's put some new signage up let's um do this let's do that like nah they gotta be like it's rats in here there was a snake in the refrigerator there was people was pissing all over the ground like they gotta make it nasty so they can be like this is why he's cussing them out y'all because he's gonna cuss you out you know it's his thing he's gonna be like what the fuck who runs a restaurant like this and are you fucking kidding me and all that shit over and over so it makes sense that they would embellish on the uh you know on the stuff um all right let me see what's going on chris oh he's restarting his uh computer okay okay all right well hopefully uh that'll fix it i don't know what happened um lawyers for cajun conti tried to stop the episode from airing filing a suit that ended in an agreement that footage from the episode could not be remixed in the future without a ten thousand dollar payment to the restaurant a and a disclaimer saying that it didn't represent current kitchen conditions yeah because that's the other thing is he goes to your restaurant quote unquote fixes it but you're still left there in the aftermath because it's your restaurant mm-hmm so you're just there and then like you're trying to stay open and motherfuckers are coming in like oh yeah wait what they on that fucking gordon ramsay show where they found mice in the bathroom and started mm-hmm. puked over everything like i don't want to eat there correct somebody said that he came to uh a restaurant in nashville and uh they said it was nasty which i completely understand and they mm-hmm. said the owner switched it back to guess their old ways and ended up closing like a year and a half later i wonder how many of these restaurants rem- remain open after he leaves yeah well kitchen nightmares is almost different because it's not like bar rescue and stuff oh, okay which is uh you know they actually take c- c- stores that are, that are like struggling or going out of business and they're like we fixed it but really they didn't and then like six months later they are out of business because mm-hmm. they didn't actually fix anything they mm-hmm. just it's just how do we make a narrative for a 30 minute tv show correct uh which i think you know that's what people are really into um but yeah the uh during the episode filming defendants said they went to great length to over dramatize and things and even fabricate problems with the restaurant in order to increase ratings uh the the footage intentionally portrayed oceana and its employees in a patently false and negative light as it depicted the appealing restaurant as an unsuccessful unsanitary mismanaged restaurant uh in one noxious scene ramsey smells a container of shrimp and begins vomiting to show the pictures of that kitchen nightmare ended in 2014 after seven seasons a 2014 daily mail report found that 60 percent of the restaurants featured on the show subsequently closed some before the episodes even aired damn are you serious wow yeah wow. i'm about to say I, I could see a, a large percentage of them just not making it okay it's still not letting them connect but he can hear us um why isn't hmm. it letting him connect it says accept it and connect I'm, all right let me try oh. removing him okay tell him also he might need to do the thing where up in the corner where you tap on that microphone and just reset it because sometimes if you don't reset it, it it won't your computer won't recognize it it won't bring you on he says it because i'm black uh well it is the white people news segment um i know i know all right i just re-invited you chris also what browser are you using are you using yeah. uh chrome or firefox? firefox those are the only two it works with supposedly so it could be an issue with that 
it might work with a chrome okay so it should be working yeah. and also uh, up in the corner you should see something that looks like a um, camcorder and access to your microphone and camera i don't think that's his problem okay i don't think because uh, uh, it's saying accepted and connecting it's not even showing like oh he's on the screen but his camera's not on um all right well uh maybe i should call him on the phone maybe i can do that you can if you um, want to yeah let me skype him in uh give me one second chris sorry about this everybody who's live um <laughs> working on working on this behind the scenes see if i can give him a, a skype call or something um we can just use the audio from the call he can still watch in the chat i guess okay um i don't know why i let him in for the first two hours and then it was just like fuck it yeah because i've had to do that to me before and you just couldn't get back in right all right Let's see, Chris. and there's no rhyme or reason to why it does it or what prompts it um okay chris lamberth all right i'm gonna try to see is this call his phone or is this call his uh skype i don't know all right it's calling something calling something i don't know if he's online i don't like i don't he probably didn't have time to hop on skype um so i don't know if this is gonna work My hey guys oh that's it. there he is all right oh shit what happened oh goddamn! oh he was he was on and then it just ended what what what, ah, huh. what was that i think it is because you're black i'm a what, what how do i get him back call ended i didn't end it and then it says miss call he was, he was literally just here this is old school this is a throwback episode of the show <laughs> fucking phone's not working shit's popping up it's crazy Try this one okay great now i don't know what the fuck should i just call his phone phone yeah the postcard actually might get there quicker right the fuck um all right let me try calling his phone phone this is crazy (laughs) it's storm season and power outages vacation failures may affect your security system what's happening <laughs> hello chris what's up man <laughs> hey i don't know what the fuck is going on man the white man don't want us to talk i think gordon think, think gordon ramsey trying to shut the show down man he's having a having a podcast night Should man. i like to hook up hook up my phone to my Nah, don't. Nah, we're almost done anyway. I'll just, yeah, we can hear you, just, baby. Yeah, it just didn't feel right to uh, end the show without without at least saying bye or whatever. This I know, crazy. right? I just wanted to. I was just trying to wrap up. Fun talking about the white, talking about the white woman in Maine and her food. Mm, and then just the she shut us down. We had to send a postcard to communicate from now on. <laughs> uh, anyway, man, should I still? Yeah. Go ahead. What should I be on? 
Oh, no, oh. no, nah, nah, don't worry. We're about to wrap up. Just stay on the phone. Don't hang up. Yeah, stay okay. on the phone. We yeah, good okay. on the phone. We'll make, we can make this work. As long as we got you, don't, you know, I don't know what happened with Chrome, but fuck it. Oh, yeah. We're getting an echo, so you gotta mute. Chrome. You gotta mute your computer. Okay, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Okay. Alright. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh. That's hilarious. Anyway, man, so all these restaurants, this restaurant is suing Gordon Ramsay because he was lying and shit, so. Uh, but you know, oh. reality TV is a lie anyway, so. It is. I, I, I can't believe they didn't realize that that's what was gonna happen, you know? Right, and, you know, they done got to the point now that they're doing with children. I don't know if you've I've ever watched any of them junior shows, but now. I've seen like bits and pieces of it. Right, so now you have kids that they hollering at and stressing out and shit. Alright, let's do a little bit of, uh, let's do a little bit of guest erase and then we'll get out of here, guys. Okay. okay. So I'm right. writing in yesterday about how it's their favorite segment and we don't play it enough, so here we go. Now that it's time for some guest erase. That's right, it's guest erase time. Now that it's time for some guest erase. That's right, it's guest erase time. But up up that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we asked our contestants today karen and chris lambert in the chat room to guess the race and of course everyone plays along in their races all right let's get into the game first story a new jersey principal installs washing machines to help students who are bullied for their dirty uniforms hmm a newark principal has installed washers and dryers for students who were being bullied for having dirty uniforms akbar cook is the principal at west side high school but when he was vice principal he noticed students were missing class after being bullied because of their hygienic and condition of their clothes i refuse to let a kid come to school smelling or dirty and i'm sitting on a shirt that says west side on it cook also gives students unused school memorabilia to wear they were chosen choosing to stay at home rather than come to school and be bullied or ridiculed we didn't know until we started making calls thanks for the donations from ups and twenty thousand dollar grant from pseg foundation uh laundry detergent and other cleaning supplies have been provided for the school while their clothes are being washed students participate in stem programs guess the race of principal cook well i don't think i should compete in this one because i know the ra- i know the oh, okay. answer i read the story before so okay. i will politely uh okay. not do this this one karen i'm gonna go black all right let's check the chat room see what they believe black black says uh two of the first guesses he keeps them colors bright wow blizzak <laughs> musty akbar black musty wow uh biggity black nice version of joe clark black <laughs> nice version uh the correct answer is and everybody gets the same thing and you all got it correct he's black Nick. oh yeah congratulations everybody uh, that's awesome yeah you know sometimes guess the race is good it's not always bad stuff and on that i think that's the first good one i've I've been a part of oh Mm -hmm. that's good and it shows that he's actually paying attention to the students yep yep and he cares right he cares (laughs) 
because uh, the end of the day it's about getting them to come to the school and they weren't even coming to school right and you know that's how i knew it was black because they was roasting them kids so hard i was like they only a black school mm-hmm. only a black school make it boy you might as well not get educated because they got so many jokes uh statesville man hired a 14 year old for yard work and then allegedly offered her money to see her naked what mm-hmm iredale county north carolina a 61 year old statesville man is facing child sex crime charges after he allegedly offered a 14 year old victim money to see her nude deputies say the, the crime was reported friday august 3rd the victim told investigators that douglas jackson offered to pay her to do yard work at her at his ashley brook lane home and then later offered her more money to see her naked the victim said she was trying to earn money by cleaning homes and doing yard work when jackson hired her jackson was arrested wednesday and charged with felony indecent liberties with a child he's in place under fifty thousand dollar bond guess the race of douglas jackson karen douglas jackson black damn karen's going back chris I, I, i gotta agree with karen also going black let's check the chat room and see what they believe just call me mister says joe spacely with with her white man white black says trey um uh, anybody else guessing is that it damn i can't even joke about this one nasty black black ug white says cast always looks like that's all the people that are willing to guess on this one the correct answer is and uh karen chris y'all both went black correct Mm-hmm. yes well then you both are incorrect boo ah uh, kind of a swerve uh, damn it that jackson threw you for a loop huh yeah because i was yeah. gonna go white yeah initially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah. a couple people in the chat did get it correct let me play your applause uh congratulations guys okay uh the rest of you guys ain't shit you anti-black and you think everybody named douglas jackson is a black man and uh it's mighty racist of you mighty racist all right let's go to the bonus round bonus song double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round of guess the race so far i think karen and chris are one and one and we'll see uh-huh. how they do in the bonus round all right um a northbridge man allegedly buried his ex-girlfriend's dog alive oh mm-hmm. oh god that's correct that's correct um uh police say a 24 year old wittensville man allegedly buried chico a 17 year old shih tzu dog alive early sunday morning because the man's former girlfriend whose family had originally owned the dog wouldn't find it a new home and chico wasn't getting along with the man's new cat richard picard 24 a roofer and siding laborer in wittensville was arrested sunday on one count of animal cruelty he was released on a thousand dollars cash bail due to be arraigned tuesday in the uxbridge district court 
mr picard's cat is in custody of his parents chief of police uh why did this well also now i gotta answer a survey see a picture you okay ass uh chief uh warhol said he claimed he thought the dog was deceased mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah he kept chico around for about 18 months his former girlfriend was not allowed to keep the dog in her new apartment mr picard had reportedly asked her to repeatedly take chico around 6 a.m sunday mr picard allegedly sent kaylee billinger a, a mutual friend of mr picard and his former girlfriend a text message that he had buried the dog behind his house chief warchall said he claimed he thought the dog was deceased mr picard told mrs bellinger by text message around 11 a.m where chico was buried and miss bellinger said and another woman eventually found an area behind the house with fresh dirt after digging to the ground they found chico still breathing but unresponsive the chief said the dog was rushed to the school of veterinary medicine at tufts university where it was medically stabilized but ultimately euthanized mm. it's a cruel way to take a dog out man Mm-mm-mm. guess the race of what is his name uh richard picard karen white and what a way to have a doggy dog world for that dog Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I want to go. I'm gonna agree with Karen. Quite. Right. I couldn't help myself. It's all right. It's all right. Um, let's check the chat. Karen. Room. Do, mm-hmm. Karen doesn't get enough credit with her puns. She hasn't been getting enough credit with her puns lately. I agree. I think she's. Uh, I think her puns are great. You know. <laughs> yeah. Underrated. Oh, thank you. Because he thought that dog was stiff as wood. But some of them don't make sense. Dogwood tree. <laughs> there you go. It ain't got to make uh, sense. I tell y'all, my puns don't got no rules on them. Dogwood tree. That's yep. amazing. Dogwood tree. I, I I hear you. Some people would try not to make that joke. <laughs> but Karen goes for it. Like like a dog after a bone. She just yes mm-hmm. uh anyway uh let's check the chat room and see what their guesses are um peckerwood white richard picard dick pecker white white article called him mr picard it's a peckerwood picardwood white cheating on his ex with chico white <laughs> white Aww. dog refused to lick the peanut butt off his penis so he killed it white oh oh ouch star trek dog wa- fucking white my queen is plentiful okay bird and bone white uh dog catcher dog catcher white the correct answer is white And nobody guessed anything but white. And for some reason, this thing won't let me show you guys my screen. I don't know why it's not letting me share my screen with y'all. Uh, just trust me, he's white. Fuck it. Well, I believe you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just trust me, he's yeah, white. It, was, it sounded it was white. Well, whatever the picture in your mind is, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, um, she gave him the dog when they were together to to watch and then they broke up and she left the dog there like that that's it's crazy for him to do that to the dog but clearly that was about the fact that they broke up right yeah but for a white person to do something to a dog like that it's really (laughs) 
I can't imagine what the fuck that dog could have done to earn that iron. Like, that's why. I, that's why I thought it was a. That's why I thought it was a swerve. But I was just like, let me just go ahead and say white because mm-hmm. you know. Smart. Uh, All right, sword ratchet this time. Let me play this long ass sound effect. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Uh, a beginner swordsman called over by an instructor to participate in a demonstration for the class. Instead, got an accidental blade through the eye that pierced his skull and left him blind, paralyzed, and brain damaged, according to a $9 million lawsuit oh! against te- the teacher and his school in Oregon. Woo! Yeah. And that's supposed to be the instructor showing you how to use a sword guess he showed him a little too well mm-hmm. instructor james ramondale mm-hmm. brown was trying yes, I, to i guess as a student he was a little too sharp <laughs> uh, well, he's just trying to keep him on point um so yeah instructor james ramondale well, that is the way to go straight to the point I see you just trying to cut to the chase. <laughs> All right. That's a good way to trim that fat. What? <laughs> that that last pun didn't make sense anyway, you slice it. <laughs> um Instructor James Robindale Brown was trying to demonstrate a man a move last year using sword student uh jeremiah duprow when his sword went through duprow's right eye socket into his brain and damaged muscles nerves and tendons Ooh. whoops duprow continues in the lawsuit that Ramondale failed to warn his student to don his protective headgear <gasps> he's unable to drive unable to ride his bike unable to hike said his attorney uh he actually had to give his dog away because he was unable to take care of it then his ex buried the shit in his backyard alive and well you know how that turned out uh coletti also said in an interview that his client was attending his third class and had previously worked as an educational aide for public public for po- portland public schools his third class mm-hmm. attorney sire resvani who represents brown and the school sword guild portland uh declined to comment until the litigation was resolved in addition to his other injuries depra also uh has difficulty walking and speaking due to a stroke and suffers from weakness on his partially paralyzed left side depra also is suing elk lodge who where the classes were held the milwaukee portland lodge number 142 for helping brown to hold classes to novice students who were in turn exposed to a reasonable risk of harm so you're telling me a person that taught classes in swords didn't have any type of insurance or licensing or anything that's just a thing we let happen in america and that's okay wow right uh the sword guild portland describes itself as a school for the serious study of historical historical european martial arts european martial arts so you're not even learning the good sword arts you learning like the shit the knights do bruh 
should have been studying some ninja shit what's out there y'all gonna be cutting dragons what's happening here right like learn the japanese shit bro you don't want to learn this <laughs> on guard uh want to learn how to sword fight not like in the olympics you want to get medieval with it then you have found the right place the website says but they went medieval on his ass all right right in the eye Mm-mm-mm. all right guys that's it i have to get out of here so i can go support all the nfl players that are not colin kaepernick they took a knee yep um because they need to know that i'm out here watching and playing with them in fantasy football I know. Especially Josh Gordon, who just got <laughs> cut from his team. Um, Which didn't make no sense. So, you know, the Patriots will pick him up, and they'll win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm not cutting him off of my fantasy team, even though he mm-hmm. got cut off a of real-life team, because he didn't take a knee. And uh, that means he will get to play again, okay? Oh, yeah. Where where do you want him to go? Uh, Panthers? Um, I mean, obviously, I love him to play for the Panthers, but I, I don't know. Um, I, You know what's funny about this? Um, I don't expect Josh to finish the season because of the whole crack thing. So I'm just gonna hope wherever he goes, he stays off of drugs, and that's good enough for me. Like, oh, he's know, on crack. I, he was on them drugs. I don't know which ones. A lot of them. Oh. I just know he couldn't stop himself. He couldn't stop himself from the weed. So let's call it weed. I don't remember what the drugs were. He was on something. Yeah. Well, so I just hope he stays off the drugs, man. I don't care where he ends up. Yay. You know? And and I know, yeah. as everybody know, Chris is going to be here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thursday, um, September the 20th. Yes. 7 p.m. Blumenthal Theater for Performing Arts. Make sure if you're VIP, you get there an hour early because that's when we're doing our signings and taking pictures with people and stuff. Everybody else, make sure your ass is there at 7 and seated. Even if you're VIP, you still want to be in the theater seated at seven because we plan on starting at fucking seven um like this ain't no bullshit okay i'm going home by nine whether yeah. y'all niggas show up or not um <laughs> so so and it, support and it, it's in a is it in a is it in a white space that uh, we need to be there on time right yes yeah, it's, it's definitely in a white space but we run it so we get to pick when it starts but we starting on time just letting y'all know yeah right? we starting on time yeah and don't Every, be, everybody's tracker gonna be aligned right like i'm not worried about y'all uh stepping on each other's dresses and throwing shoes in front of white folks this is about just my own personal like i i even for me i need y'all to be on time just yeah everything okay. will be time we're gonna have a clock ticking and everything yeah it's gonna be fun but we're gonna have to do it on time guys all right all right and chris is there anywhere else you're gonna be doing anytime soon that you would like to announce to our audience uh no no i would just say uh follow me on social media chris lambert on twitter and instagram and listen to the pod uh monday and festival podcast and I'll, that's it i'll be around cool. uh, uh hopefully oh oh yeah you can see see me on uh the murphy brown reboot um i'm on the third episode i think it premieres the show premieres on uh september 27th and then hopefully you can see me in the movie can you ever forgive me with melissa mccarthy uh on october 19th Dope. i hope that i made the cut i hope you did so, too yeah. man i love to hear that kind of stuff yeah. and get out and support and uh we'll see you guys live on thursday uh we, we'll be with, we're hanging out with chris and stuff so yes all right uh until yeah. then uh i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.